Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Distinct and Jovial podcast. My name is Dom, and we have the other illustrious co-founder with me, Jerry. How are you doing? I'm very good. Thank you, Dom. And welcome, everybody. Hello. <laughs> for, those, for those on audio, Jerry is currently scratching his nose with a tiny hand. A tiny hand, a small hand. I know. Is that one's the small hand? Have you got the tiny hand with you as I well? I have the small hand for the small hand. I've got to make sure I get the right one. And people who have been on the receiving end of this the last couple of weeks are like, oh, not this again. <laughs> well, you you need to read the room. <laughs> the, yeah, I do. Small hand for the small hand. There so you go. got a small hand I'm and a tiny hand. I'm going to point to the merch. The merch, absolutely. Um, and we are joined. Do you know what? I'm I'm really excited about this podcast. And we've been chatting for over nearly 50 minutes before <laughs> before we've even started the recording. Um and I'm really excited about this. And so we have Peter with us today. Um, I'm going to say who you remind me of, Pete. I've told you this before. Yeah. He, you, Pete reminds me of a guy called Matt Mercer. Um, and for those who don't know who Matt Mercer is, he is a, I'm going to call him a video games voice actor is probably what he's most known for. But he's done so much when you look at his IMDb. Yeah, he's in like a lot of anime and cartoons and stuff as well. Yeah. Like he does loads, but he is probably the bigger names that he has done are in video games. For yes. example, Ganondorf in Legend of Zelda. Yes, so he's yeah he's Ganondorf in the in is it Breath of the Wild is the most recent one. Um, uh, Tears of the Kingdom. Tears the... of the Kingdom. Sorry, that's it. Um, I know him as Cassidy from Overwatch Two, um, but he's also Jet from he's also the English actor for Jet uh, in Dragon Ball Z Super, um, for example, which is one of the villain as with all dragon ball he's villain turned super turned hero as they all seem to do that's just the just the way it is um i can see a very perplexed uh expression on jerry's face because he has no, no idea. I, i'm uh, i agree <clears throat> that's what i was thinking um but so anyway, can we the house say though oh, sorry, just before we go any further because it's not just pete is it it's pistol pistol pete <laughs> pistola pete Take your pick. So what is your pistol? <laughs> P- pistol's probably out of those options that I've just been provided with. Pistol's probably the preference. <laughs> Welcome, pistol. Welcome. Uh, the housekeeping rules, as always. Uh, this today is the eighteenth of November. Um, it is five to eleven in the morning. Um, on what is where I am? Horrible and miserable. If I'm totally honest, um, it's pretty miserable out there. It's beautiful um, here. Beautiful. <laughs> I can't tell if you're being sarcastic or not now. I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> um, it's episode 30. Oh, episode 30. Lord. My lordy so, lord. Never thought we'd get there. Um, I was trying to figure it out. That must be about right. Yes, it must be because this will be the December podcast. So yeah. six more podcasts to 36 for year number three done. Um, it feels... Only yesterday and about 17 years ago that we started this podcast, but that's because of the pandemic. So, <laughs> that, if you will. Um, and as always, the um, the views that we express on this podcast are strictly our own and they don't represent the companies that we work for or anything else that we represent, as that may be. <clears throat> in, in, in any case, whether that be hobbies or career. Uh, yeah, I think that's all, that's all the housekeeping. I'm, do you know what? I'm, I'm feel a bit kind of off because we've just been talking so smoothly for a while. And I was like, suddenly I've got to go into like running something. And promo. Like, <laughs> promo. Yeah. I yeah. don't have a promo. <laughs> you see me arranging meetings. It's just 
whatever, <laughs> whatever's the easiest. Um, but I do have a moan about our audience to just to get off my chest. I can't believe it. Like I did, we did a two hours, 54 minute podcast where I commented on the success of my grading, my, my retirement from competitions, all my success that I've currently had with my mental health. And the one thing that everybody messaged me about was the fact that I mix my whites and my darks when I do my washing. It's because it was the most shocking. <laughs> I was like, what? That is the thing that everybody was, well, I've put fascinated. <laughs> You've put disturbed. It is disturbing. Is there any word for it? So I'm going to call out everybody that messaged me. What, why was that a fascination? And I'm going to refer to these two gents who are significantly more fashionable than I am about whether I do the right thing or the wrong thing. Okay. What, my, sorry. Okay. Uh, first question. Cause you wash, do you wash at 20 degrees? 30 is the lowest. At 30. I see. You're living dangerously, Dom, because you're talking about a black to white, or red to white bleed. So we we've had this conversation like in this week with my wife about she's got a, a new top that she loves that is black in the middle and then white sleeves and white at the bottom. And we've been talking about how difficult that has been to watch because it has faded because it is both because you can't like you almost need to watch it completely alone without anything else because it is both things. And you're like, do you put it with whites or do you put it with darks? And we may have called putting it with darks hoping they wouldn't believe because they've been washed before unfortunately it has so you are living such a dangerous life i cannot i cannot believe it the thing the right it's so, wild. <laughs> right obviously i i do taekwondo and for those that have seen the the thumbnail from the last one you'll have seen that the the, the pajamas as people call them but the dobok is what it is in in korean for for taekwondo you'll see that it's white and where i've just been promoted i'm going to have black stripes down the white sleeves so I've never fathomed this separate white and whites and darks, but also I don't have enough whites to, to do a full load. And I care more about the environment than how whites my whites are and how darks my darks are to put on a, a quarter load or a, or something just to wash. Well, which would be the white shirt if I've done something smart or, and my two dough box, three dough box that I, that I have, um, which I would have to do because you can only wear that once because I go and do Taekwondo training in them. Yeah. So I, I, so I agree with like, so for me, sports stuff is difficult. So I do, I, I play football, I box, I play golf. And then I climb intimately, not as much as I should, but I climb a bit and I, I run somewhat and all of my sports socks are white, but all of my actual, like my shorts, my tops, my like jackets and stuff like that, they're all colored. Mm. So when I'm trying to like, make sure I've got enough stuff to, you know, go boxing this week or whatever. I'm always like, right, I've done, I've done load, I've done all my tops and stuff. And I'm like, ah, no, I've not done any socks. Rubbish. So then I have to do a whites load purely for, so it is annoying. I, I do understand you completely. Mm. It is a bit, but equally because, you know, as I've said, I have a wife, we generally create enough that warrants a load. I mean, you go, okay, well, that's a fine load for whites. That's fine. Cause I've got a load of white t-shirts, white shirts and stuff like that, but I wear relatively frequently. So I yeah. don't run that problem, but I see. I do see where you're coming from. I, I do mm. get your perspective. Does it make <laughs> me slightly nervous? Yes. <laughs> yes. Just for the sake of my anxiety levels, just please don't tell me when you're putting on a wash. I'd rather no. I just didn't know. 
I am going to tell you that I, right. So this is where I have to, I have to train my own brain to do things. I have a task in my to-do list that's reoccurring to put a wash, put the washing machine on every Wednesday and every Saturday, because if I don't, I'll forget. I won't do it. And I'll suddenly get to like Friday and be like, why is the washing machine so fucking full? Oh yeah. That's because I haven't done a wash this week. Thanks Tom. So now every Wednesday and every Saturday, every Wednesday and every Friday levels are going to be through the roof. Yeah. You're going to, they're going to spike. Uh, yeah. Today, Cause today is bed sheet changing day and my bed sheets are not white. They are they're both kind of gray. I don't know how I've ended up with that. Probably because you put them in with some. Maybe they're originally <laughs> white. You put them in with some black bedsheets. I put them in some black bedsheets. I'm just yeah, perhaps just spitballing here, just guessing. That's, that's, that's just saying. That's a secret. Most of Dom's clothes were white. Uh, they're just white, not yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's absolutely. That's that's what yeah. it is. It's like. I mean, but even like even the hoodie that I'm wearing. Look, it's like. It's like it's got the white logo and it's all fine. I think I think great. everybody is. I think everyone is. Great. <laughs> I think That's everybody a, is worrying about the wrong thing. I think I, more important. I we're worrying on your behalf, Don, because you're not worrying enough. What? Well, that is the first time anyone in their life has told me that I'm not worrying <laughs> enough. That is incredible. I'm going to take that one to my grave. <laughs> Do it. To be to be fair, I think that if your biggest worry is the whites and the colours situation. I think you're either smashing a life or you need to readdress what's going on. <laughs> like, yes. It's one of the two. You're either, you're either not thinking about stuff enough or you have nailed things because if that's your biggest concern, hats off to you. Like, I, I've now I've now got in my head, right, and people might have noticed I've been going like, it's a Ron Weasley mental, um, purely based upon like the Harry Potter films when Ron Weasley goes, she's mental. Um, but the second quote is, is he goes, she needs to sort out her priorities. That is exactly <laughs> what came to my mind as you said that. And that's after the quote that she says, uh, you're, I'm going to go to bed before you, before you come up with a clever idea to get us killed or worse, expelled. Mm-hmm. Needs to sort out yeah. priorities. <laughs> but yeah, apparently I have my priorities wrong because I don't worry about my washing. Um, I, right. So also, this is I, I'm going to say another controversial thing. I don't have a what are they called? Like a laundry basket or a, or like a somewhere to put dirty clothes in. I just put them straight in the washing machine, and then on the Wednesday they just <laughs> chuck a tablet in, close the door, set it to thirty, and press start. I mean, <laughs> I, don't I think know what's in there. If if you're not um, separating, then that's realistically a fine system. I, I see no issue with that. Because actually, <laughs> as soon as the drum comes full, you go, cool, I need to put this on. Even if it's not a Wednesday, like if you've like, done a lot of sport or like you've been out yeah. in the evening and wanted... Like, I've gone away for a week that. or something. Yeah, then you'd probably go, that's full, I'll put that on. So I think that does work. I think it doesn't work like if you're separating stuff. Or if you have other things. So like, for example, we also have a dog. So sometimes we put like, the, do- the dog bed in and like stuff like that. So like that doesn't really go in with like clothes. That like, goes in with like blankets. Um, or well, thought, like it depends how big the dog bed is. Surely it would go on its own if need be. It'd be quite a full washing machine if it's a big one. It usually goes in with like one blanket, which is normally like mm. his blanket for like his armchair that's in the study that is behind me. Or oh, right, okay. like one of his sofas. Our dog lives for life of Riley, to be honest. Um, <laughs> so. I was going to say armchair. What the yeah, you don't treat the giant douche like that, do you, Jerry? <laughs> I, I don't know. The giant douche doesn't know how lucky he is. He doesn't know he's born. <laughs> giant douche. The, the, the reason why he's got an, the reason I said he's got an armchair is that's slightly. Well, it's kind of true. I bought it when I first moved into my old flat, 
and I got up and was like, right, I'm going to go get some furniture. And I really wanted like a proper comfortable armchair. That was like one thing I really wanted. Couldn't find one that was in my price range. And I went into a shop uh, in Winchester and there was a, a, a low armchair that had loads of cushions on it. And I was like, oh, that looks perfect. Threw all the cushions off. And when I say a lot of cushions, it had like 12 cushions. Threw them all off, sat in it. It was like, this is really comfortable. Went downstairs and went, how much is the, I can't see a label on it, how much is the chair that's upstairs? And they went, oh, that's like a display thing that's not really for sale. And I was like, yeah, okay, how much do you want for it? Like, everything's, it's a shop, everything's for sale. How much do you want for that chair? And they were like, okay, chuck us like 80 quid. And I was like, done, easy. Like, absolutely, I think so comfortable, I'll tell that. But obviously we hadn't prepared for that. So I then had to sit on Winchester High Street in my armchair whilst I waited for Katie to drive some other stuff that we bought, including a big rug um, and things like this, home, drop them off and then load the car and then come back to pick me up. I just sat on the street on my in my armchair because I was next to an armchair. Why would I not sit in it? So I was just <laughs> sitting. I had a coffee and I was just chill. I was getting a lot of strange looks, I will say. But um, so we got back home and that was like one, like that was the only seating option in the flat. Um, at the time I wasn't living with Katie at the time and um, who's my wife and um, so we had a beanbag a, a fold-out camping chair and this armchair and this armchair is it's very low down like it is very low but it is incredibly comfortable and it is the perfect napping chair because it's so low you can kick your legs out and you're almost in the right position for a sleep so it's very comfortable now when we then got sofas we stopped using it as much and then we got a dog and he recognised that this chair was available, and it's comfy, <laughs> and it's a right it's the right size for him. He's a beagle cocker cross, so he's not massive, and he just curls up in it. So it is now relatively his chair, and it's down in the office with me. And if he comes and sits with me, he either sleeps at my feet or he sleeps in that chair. That is, Aww. so it's become his kind of because also it's dangerous if you sit in it, you will go to sleep. So if you want to sit in it and have a chat with someone, it's just not the right place to be. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to end up with a dog in your lap and asleep. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Sounds good to me. <laughs> Poor Larry, re rejected to the floor. <laughs> oh, no, he goes up on the couch, just goes wherever the hell he wants. He's just a giant <laughs> douche. <laughs> Don't feel sorry for him. He's a douche. <laughs> I do feel sorry for the poor, the poor lad. <laughs> Well, I mean, th that sparked a conversation I didn't expect from the fact that I makes <laughs> my... <laughs> I, I suspect also, I'd like to point out, I am single, so I don't have to share my washing machine with everybody and I live on my own. So I don't have suddenly like, oh, I need to do a wash or this person needs to do a wash or anything like that. Or the dog. <laughs> the dogs, in your case, Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> Put the turd sandwich in the washing machine. You wouldn't it's want to wash her with whites, though. <laughs> Why? Because well, she's brown. She's she's black. She well, she's mainly black, but with some mm. white and and uh, and brown. So has the colour faded on her? Um, <laughs> no, no. I wash at twenty degrees, Dom. <laughs> well, I'm I, okay. My washing machine doesn't go down that low. <laughs> well, not my fault. This is it. So this is a, a complete side question that's going to go to jerry quickly jerry have you um tried have you have you ever in order to wash your dogs hosed them down or do you take them into the shower or the bath done both how because i've recently done a hosing situation 
uh, with my dog and my sister's dog that we had for a little while, um, who is a large Labrador. And my wife has some, in her view, comic videos. I don't necessarily agree with some of that viewpoint because I was the one doing it. Um, in sort of late October, early November, trying to hose down two dogs that are running around a garden. I probably didn't do it well, but how was your experience of actually having to hose down animals? Um, there's a definite phrasing there somewhere there there is Uh, so um, I I would say that on behalf of the animals uh, a certain degree of trepidation (laughs) I think you just have to move very carefully I think you just have to be very very accurate with a hose and gentle and and be very reassuring see I went the opposite direction I went, okay. I'm going to be very firm. I'm going to just grab them and like pull them into my arms and then just like body shake them and put the hose on myself. And I'm going to get wet too, because that's fine. And just like proper wrestled them. And they got clean and it's fine. So I went the opposite direction to you. I was like, you're nervous about this. So let's make it quick. The, the end result's the same. Actually, yeah. to be fair, to be fair, Larry, I, I did take the very, very calm approach and he's all right with it now. And and actually, Belle is uh, she she's resigned to to bath time, so it's fine. <laughs> how often is that? As a non pet owner, how often is that? With Larry, um, if you take him on a walk and he gets particularly muddy, it's better to hose him down. So each time mm. we go on a muddy walk. Um, with Belle, so she between just... like October and and March, yeah. that's every day. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, pretty much twice then, a day. Yeah, something like that. Um, no, it's actually not too bad. Sometimes it's really weird. Sometimes it can be really wet and muddy. And I don't know how Larry does this, but we managed to go on a walk and then come back and he's hardly muddy. I think, how Mm. did that happen? Um, So I think there's mud and there's mud. Whereas um, Mm. Turd Sandwich, (laughs) she she tends to roll around in stuff. Yeah. So that you'll bring her back and then go, what the hell is that smell? And then (laughs) you'll have to go and give her a bath. So, And then she literally does look like a drowned rat. (laughs) We had this recently where Z also... So zero rolls around and stuff. Um, and we're at the park and he rolled around in something and I went, you smell, but you do smell delicious. Like what have you rolled in? And so I walked over to where he'd been and he rolled in spicy nacho cheese, um, like, <laughs> like, like, for, like a dip, like a dipping pot. Um, and he was covered. Like you could see it on his coat. And I was like, like on his fur. And I was like, you smell great, mate, but we are going to have to shower you. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. I'm going to sort this out. <laughs> I just like I just despair because I can't like it's all about for me it's all about responsibility so I'm like we've just I just heard me I have a I have to have a to-do list to remember to put the washing machine on I have to have like a recurring task on my to-do list to remind to take the bins out like it doesn't happen naturally yay whatever happening to my brain but like I'm one of those people that in my life at the moment I'm actively trying to remove as much responsibility away from it ever. I don't want to. I don't want to be an adult. It's exhausting. Why? I don't want like. And you're gonna laugh. So I was in the office last week, um, and there was a lot of people that were in there, and they sudden they were like. <laughs> I'm aware that I've been single for a long time. I don't make no amends to that on the podcast. It's not a great conversation, but also they were like, oh, maybe we can get a pet. And I was thinking, oh, okay, what are they going to suggest? I, like, I can't have a pet in the current flat that I'm renting. That's, you know, that's against my, you know, my, my lease, unfortunately. 
And I was thinking, oh, they're going to suggest like a dog or a cat or something like that. No, the one that they seem to fixate upon, a budgie. Of all of the exact, I can like for for the audio listeners, both Jerry and Pete kind of went raised eyebrows, slight tilt of the head to say. "Mm." (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) I'd say Reese's monkey would be ideal for you. Reese's monkey. Why? Why would you do this to me? Because you can easily sit on your shoulder whilst you you're on calls. (laughs) I'm sure that would go down well. (laughs) You get a monkey on one shoulder, budgie on the other. Yeah, and just call me a pirate like <laughs> <laughs> the monkey's named Jack. <laughs> I would dress the so, monkey up in a pirate outfit. That's where I'd go with it. And put an eye patch seen... on the budgie. <laughs> the eye patch on the budgie. Have you not seen it must be the second parts of the Caribbean that the monkey I've only there. seen the first one. Or is it the, the monkey's in I think all of them. And yeah, the monkey capacity. is in the first one. Like I think the yeah, monkey the is in like, the monkey's in the first one, hundred percent. Because he like he's one of the one of the early jump scares to Elizabeth when she's on the boat when she's on the black. Oh, of course, and yes. Finds when... out they're all skeletons. Yes. Still Spoilers alert for the original. It's a very old film. If you, <laughs> yeah, I was if say, you need spoiler yeah. alert now, you what? You've well, done listen, don't don't say anything about number two or three. I haven't seen those yet, so that would be a spoiler <laughs> alert for me. Two and three are probably worth watching. Yeah, it has got one of the greatest sequences <clears throat> in. I think movie history when Johnny Depp is wandering around the deck of the ship with a jar of dirt. Absolute comedy genius. Completely improvised. If you look carefully, you can see Orlando Bloom's looking at the camera crews to say, what the fuck? Mm. <laughs> so yeah, would recommend him watching. And now we know what film I'm going to suggest to you at the end of this to watch next time. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I want to watch number two. So yes, very, very interesting. <laughs> nah. Pets. I, I just, I don't have time for respond, that response. Or maybe I do. Now I've retired from Taekwondo. This is the worry. It's like, am I going to have too much time? I'm going to go stir crazy. Why don't you ease yourself in gently and just start with a Tamagotchi? See how you get on with that. <laughs> no, I've been there, done that. Okay. failed that. Oh, right. oh, well, then, yeah. <laughs> you have to remember to feed it and stuff. I barely remember to feed myself. I, yeah. Honestly, I get to like four o'clock and I'm like, oh, I'm actually hungry. Well, don't consider a pet. If you're gonna to forget to feed it, and then yeah. if you if you forget to get food for it, and you, they don't they can't eat like uh, Thai green curry or things like that. So, oh dear, don't talk to me about forgetting to do stuff. I've been to Asda twice this week, and I still forgot dishwasher tablets twice. And it's not like I'm like I'm running low. I need to get dishwasher tablets. It's I've run out, and I need to get dishwasher tablets. So. Welcome to the Dom to my life. It's, uh, yeah. Anyway, right. Room 101. <clears throat> like, I think this is one of my favorite segments that we've introduced because um, it can introduce some really interesting bits and pieces. But it's over to you, Pete. What do you want to put in? What are you going to convince us to put into Room 101? So I, I'm setting myself up badly because I think I'm going to struggle with this because generally I don't hate a lot of things. So... I kind of just ignore them if I don't like them and then I forget they exist. So I was having a think and I genuinely trying to think of something that I do hate or think should go in. Yeah, and it is difficult. I'm, I think I'm going to have to go with, particularly with food, people trying to overcomplicate classics. Now I, now, I completely understand okay. trying to improve something and I appreciate that. But if the only version of it on your menu is a fancy dancy version that is basically 
cocked it up, then that's on you. Like you should look at yourself. Like <laughs> it's like if if you go into a bakery or something and the only chocolate brownie is available has like cherry liqueur in it and like something else on the top, and you're just like, just want a chocolate brownie. Sometimes mm. I'm a basic human being and I just want <laughs> shortbread or I just want a vanilla ice cream. I don't always need stuff on it or in it. And I know that, and this is difficult because this is a taste thing, right? And I get it. But I think that if you, particularly with classic food, like with something that is classic, like a chicken and bacon sandwich or like, like a BLT or something like that, or like a chocolate brownie or shortbread, I think if you're going to offer a fancy version, you should offer a basic version because that is no more effort for you. You've already made it and then you fudged it up. So you should really <laughs> offer the normal version and the fancy version that some people might like because classics are classics for a reason, because most people like them. <laughs> it was interesting listening to, to you on that because I was like, oh, I wonder, like before you'd given examples of food, I was like, I wonder where you're going to go with that because... I was thinking like, like when you said foods, I was thinking all like, like recipes, like, so, you know, people will do weird things with toad in the hole or they'll, you know, they'll, they'll, um, add some, like they'll put something strange in spaghetti bolognese or, you know, bits and pieces like that. And, and I was like, yes, no, a hundred percent agree with you. I mean, I hundred percent agree even with the other examples. I just was like, Oh, I wasn't expecting like, yeah, no, you're right. Sometimes, you do you pick you look at you look at the choice selection at like a bakery or something and you go well i want a brownie or i want a gingerbread man or i want a thing and then you look at the description and they've put like avocado in it or something strange because apparently that makes it taste better and you're like it it doesn't like i like well, give me sugar and like calories that's what i want i don't want you to stick like <laughs> is an avocado avocado is a fruit i can never remember I think it is yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna have to Google that because it's gonna annoy me. <laughs> but the the point being, like, it's yeah. Um, it, oh, it just says it's a plant. That's not helpful. A plant. Is it? Was it a fruit or a veg? Now I've become distracted by Wikipedia, and I've got to kind of <laughs> actually say oily fruit. Thank you. Yes. Yes. But, yes. but you're you're right because like. And sometimes it does make things better. And sometimes you look at a fancy totem hole or whatever and you go, okay, we'll have that. And you go, oh, no, that is good. But is it the version of totem hole that I want nine times out of ten? Probably not. The version mm. that I want is the classic totem hole. There's a reason why it's very well known. There's a reason why it's good. Because it's good. Don't need to mm. muck around with it all the time. Every now and again, fine. And I feel like this might bite me in the butt a little bit when we get to the food stuff, because I'm probably going to counter into it myself. <laughs> but sometimes adding something for taste, etc., I get. So like if you're cooking yourself, like for just you or you and a partner or you and a, like whoever that you know well, and you go, oh, I'm going to add this in, like making brownies, I'm going to add cherries into it because we both love cherries. Fine. Absolutely. Crack on, knock your heart out or whatever. But if you are selling things or if you are making for a general audience that you don't know, stick to the classics. Don't muck things up. Can I, can I just say <clears throat> it's a single seeded berry specifically. Mm, it is fruit. biologically a fruit. Yeah. I think fruit I completely get on board with. The idea that it's a berry disconcerts me slightly and I don't know why that is. <laughs> single seeded well, berry. <laughs> Interesting fact for you, a strawberry is not a berry, and yeah. a banana is. 
<laughs> Love it. What's the strawberry then? Oh, I don't know. I just know it's not a berry, ironically. But you know when you learn facts and you go, I should never have learned that? Yes. Like, that's those of them. Like, the strawberry one I knew, the, be- the banana being a berry, I didn't. And yeah. that's one of them. That's like, I've learned dark knowledge here. Like, I- I've learned something <laughs> that is not supposed to be known by man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing is, right, so uh, this is going to go off a bit of a tangent now that we're kind of sort of discussing facts and figures, but um, Jerry does a quiz, hosts a quiz for the company that we work for on occasions. We're overdue one, Jerry. We, we, yeah, you need to speak to chat. We need to get on, we need to, we need to, speak, we need to speak to chat, Stevie T. Um, but one of the things that was is interesting is um, I was talking to my guardian angel, um, KP, mm-hmm. And one of the things that we were saying is I uh, was talking about training. Now, this is where my brain is going off at a tangent, squiggling a bit, and we'll come back in a minute. But um, they were talking about training. And I did a whole day of training, and I learned fuck all, right? Because my brain doesn't work like that to get retain that type of knowledge. If I want to learn something, I'll be like, oh, I've got a problem. Let me go away and learn that specific bit. Like if I'm doing a coding problem, I wouldn't learn to, like I wouldn't learn React as a coding like framework. I'd be like, oh, how do I add like, you know, how do I add state to this object, uh, to this object in React? Right, I'll go and research that. Or how do I pass through this variable to it? Whatever. And I'll specifically spend like half an hour deep diving a subject, which which means that when I pick up facts like that, I don't tend to pick up like like a single fact from a whole day. It'd be like, so I could have just picked up the fact that uh, strawberry isn't a berry. But while I was there, I was like, yeah, but that it was like a it was like a, a fruit and veg thing as part of nutrition. It was like, oh yeah, for it to count, it's usually 80 grams that you need for it to count as one of your five a day. So if you eat 120 gram orange, you're actually eating 150% of your five a day, whatever that is. Um, it was it was also the same time, you know, I learned that a strawberry is not a berry, a, a raspberry is, a banana is technically a berry, um, uh, avocados, different things like that, um, that a sweet potato counts as, you know, fruit and ve- as, as a vegetable, whereas normal potatoes doesn't because of the starch content versus that. So, like, because I've managed to deep dive for like an hour on nutrition, I learn all these crazy facts. But because I don't do that very often, it means I'm completely hopeless at quizzes because <laughs> I don't retain knowledge like that. Plus, you've never asked about fruit and veg. The flipping no, quiz, but I think so I might do, gonna... and then you'll be able to answer this. <laughs> yeah, but then is... I massively fail. Like, no, really, because I'll do. just be like, Dude, no. I'll give you a head start. Okay, so strawberry is a false fruit. It's a pseudo carp, apparently. Yes, yeah, it's, it's actually a multiple yes. fruit which consists of many tiny individual fruits embedded in a fleshy receptacle. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Which is nice. <laughs> yeah so yeah that's how it is and i just complete tangent i said how the weather was horrible and as you can see the sun has now come out so it's completely bleached me on this thing so yes i cannot say the same here it's still miserable (laughs) it's it's gonna get very hot so i'm gonna remove my headphones and my jumper in a minute so i've never done that on the podcast let's make a, a dress change but yeah i jerry you have to give us your opinion on what you think of flim flamming around with food i i can't hear you though i think it, it <laughs> um yeah i tend to agree with it actually pete because um you've got things which you've been eating for years that they've been in place for years everyone's enjoyed them for years for a reason 
Yeah. Um, because they are classics and they work. I think the only exception to that is somebody once said to me, why don't you have a BL80? So bacon, le lettuce, avocado, and tomato. And I said, oh, really? And I tried it. And I tell you what, fair play. That was pretty damn good. But see, and I um, and I don't mind that. I think that if it is available, fine. But it should also have there should also be a BLT. You should have the BLT as an option. I I agree because then then otherwise, yeah. So just because you can you can you can add avocado to a BLT if you want avocado you want on your avocado. BLT. Yeah, exactly. But if I want a BLT and you've added avocado to all of your BLTs, and like yeah. I'm going to use the true last leg thing. Don't be a dick. <laughs> Yeah, but where uh, it works. If, you, if you go in, sorry, Joe. No, go on, go on. I was going to say, if you've gone into a shop and gone, oh, I really fancy a BLT, and then you and you don't like avocado, and you go in, and then all they've got is BLATs, you go, yeah, that's ruined my day now. Yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> to be, yes. not, not to be dramatic about it, but you've ruined my day. Congratulations. So, it's true. If you have so, like, I love pork, cheese, and pickle pies. They're amazing. But then, yeah, you should also, yeah, they're incredible. But you should yeah, offer just a standard pork pie as well. Make sure that that's there. Make sure it's yeah. an option. Yeah, I agree. So, so I'll, some, I'll help Mel, you. Melton Mowbray pork pies. Yeah. Just love. I yeah. Just love I, I, one of my friends used to live in, one of my friends used to live in Melton Mowbray, but he is a dog hander for the, um, for the army. Uh, he now lives in Cyprus. So, you know, the, the joys of, of in traveling the world. Uh, and yet the thing I get most, You'd have thought, like, if you were onto the pets thing again, you'd have thought if you'd had a dog at home, um, you oh, sorry, if you work with dogs all day, the last thing you'd want is dogs at home. No, they've got two. Yeah, that's like because... bringing work home with you. <laughs> I mean, that's how they get the dogs. You literally bring work home with you. Then those <laughs> dogs retire and you keep the dog. <laughs> yeah. But it also leads to, with that sort of job, do you get the job and then the dog, or did you get dogs and then go, oh, I'm good at this. Maybe I should work in dog training. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, if you build that way, mm. then having dogs makes perfect sense. Do you know what? That's interesting. I've never actually asked him how he got into it. Um, so um, I'll talk about him a little bit, but he um, he's, he's autistic, um, uh, which is what made his wedding, I was his best man at his wedding, which made it, so funny because about 4 p.m um his his social battery was silch nil poada done gone absolutely zip but his wife wanted to take him around all the tables to sort of say thank you to everybody before they did like the dinner at the end of the day um and um he was he was dead he was gone he was absolutely gone social battery wise but she just hooked her arm around him and dragged him to the table that you know to the table now interestingly out of the 10 tables that was there there was one table that was his friends and there was nine tables that were her friends but that's just you know close-knit circle social butterfly you know those are the two things um and he, no word of a lie he basically stood at a tent he was in his um what they call their army ones he got which is like it's really, really posh, really nice kind of thing. Um, it's really tight around the neck, um, but it, it, you know, and he's got a hat and stuff like that. But he basically stood at attention <laughs> while she had his, and she had her arm like that while, and she just spoke, and he just stood there and say, "Yes, I'm here. I don't want to speak anymore." And about, um, it must have been about, it was after dinner then. Um, 
Oh my god! I've, actually, I've got to tell the whole story in a minute. I'm gonna have to tell the whole story. This is a complete tangent, but this is such a good story that um, I know that you'll appreciate it. So, um, rewind to the day before. I arrived at the hotel that we were getting married at, and um, and the reception. And I, we both, you know, I had a, two nights there. Um, anyway, I arrived, and his um, his mother-in-law had come, like. Greeted, greeted me nicely. I'd met her before, but she was fretting. She was like, da, 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 da. And I was like, what is going on? Like th- something is going on here. Sat, sat down and it transpired that he, he, my best mate, hadn't booked a room for the night before. And obviously you can't stay with your wife the night, you, you know, have wife the night before, uh, you know, you're both, you're both married. So you, you know, you've experienced that. And, um, and he'd been telling everybody kind of as a half joke that he was going to sleep in the my bathtub in in the in in my hotel room and i rocked up and they're like so is he going to stay in his bathtub and he's not told me this but i knew what he's like i was like yeah yeah he can it'll be fine and they all kind of looked at me and say really 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 <laughs> anyway later on in that evening he then um comes up he comes up to me about 9 p.m before I'm, you know i've checked in i've said can I stay in your bathtub? <laughs> I like to point out this is the first time he's done this, but that's fine. So I was like, yeah, sure. Get up to the room. And in the cupboard, there's a spare, there's two spare duvets. One was a single and one was a, was a double. I, I had the double bed that I, you know, I, the room I'd booked. There was a spare set of pillows. You know, there were the harder ones. Um, and the bath was the right length for him. You know, he's, well, he was just over six foot, but he, you know, kind of leant against the bath. What's really annoying is, the curtains wouldn't shut properly. So at five o'clock in the morning, I had a beam of light that woke me up, right? As, you know, as as it came in, he slept for another hour and a half in the bathtub, perfectly comfortable without any disturbance. I was like, that's really annoying. The bathtub was more comfortable than the bed that I, that I had. Anyway, go forward to the next day you know we went for a run came back and then you know did all the wedding stuff um about seven o'clock on that evening he then comes up to me and he's like um is do you still have your room key and I was like yeah why wouldn't I have my room key can we just you know can we go up to the room I want to change out of my ones and change into the other one um anyway so we went up to the to my room and because uh, it still had his stuff in from the when he got changed the day before and he got changed and then he sat on the on the on the you know we always have that obligatory chair in a hotel room which has no purpose right i've never used one but apparently he did and he just sat there and i just went are you all right and he went yeah and it was like he was sat on charge <laughs> like just in preparation to go back down and be with everybody at the party and we must have been there for 20 minutes just and he was just sat there like this no no difference or anything like that and so that's how I learned that he was going to be good with animals. And that was my big tangent back to is that whenever there is an animal, I've seen him at parties, there's an animal. He just goes, he's got the animal. Like there's no other word for it. But he did do animal. I believe he did something to do with animals at university, which he went to a year early um, because he was, um, you know, his autistic superpower. Just he's really, really clever. Just not great with social social uh social experiences shall we say um so yeah that hence why they've got two dogs at home and a dog uh, and he works with dogs elsewhere um and he says the hardest bit of his job is dealing with the people he has to deal with. that's no surprise yeah yeah 
So yeah, another one of what I refer to as Dom's crazy wedding stories, where every wedding that I've been to, there is a big story around just the accommodation. I've not had normal accommodation for any wedding. They've all been weird, all of them. Um, so yeah, there we go. <laughs> that was a big tangent, so I apologise again. <laughs> to be fair, me ranting Dom, away. To be fair on that, the night before my wedding, I stayed at essentially an activity centre, kind of farm kind of setup, just because it had enough for because I had quite a lot of ushers and best men, and it had enough rooms. And we're like, mm. okay, so and we didn't realise we just thought, okay, it's a farmhouse, it's got rooms, and then we got there and it was like a proper activity centre, and we were like, okay, at least the house that we're in is like on the edge, so like we're not like running around sort of teenagers or whatever but yeah we looked it up and it's like they mostly accommodate to like scout groups and schools and uh, colleges and we were just like yep we're 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 here for a wedding (laughs) hello but what it meant is that i me and a couple of my other uh like grooms party moved out of it and it meant that a lot of people could move into it because a couple of my groomsmen were the boyfriends or partners of bridesmaids and obviously they Mm. were in the cottage that i was then going to be in that night with my wife so all yeah. the bridesmaids had to move out. And so a bunch of them then went into the activity centre um, because that was sort of the way it was set up. So when everyone was bagged in and all the rooms had like bunk beds. So I slept in a bunk bed for the night before my wedding um, <laughs> and it was fine. Um, but it was, yeah, the night before bunk wedding, we ended bottom up... Bunk bottom bunk? Bottom okay. bunk. Um, yeah, bottom bunk's just easier. You feel cosier. It's more sort of like, incl- like capsule. Oh, no. Bottom bunk's claustrophobia. No, when I grew up with a bunk bed, and I am not a sibling that I shared it with, so I used to just alternate. So I don't really have a big preference, but I just thought, like, in the in the like if I get up in the night or whatever, it's going to be easier to roll out than climb down. Um, but what was funny is when we got back there, because we'd been out for a meal with my, with my family and everything like that, like quite a big meal, and particularly a couple of my groomsmen had gotten quite drunk because they'd been drinking with my dad, which is a mistake. Um, <laughs> like anyone will tell you if, if Jerry board offers you wine, you should be careful. Um, because he'll just, he's one of those people, if you turn away, he'll top you up while you're not looking. And then just be like, oh, look, you've got a full glass. Oh. Um, <laughs> and so everyone got quite drunk and we got back to a place and it just got in everyone's head that it was haunted. <laughs> like it just got into everyone's head that somewhere there was a ghost or something. And unfortunately... It was quite high ceilings, but there were like like little like doors into the loft. And I'm the shortest of my friends. So what it ended up in is people on people's shoulders trying to climb into the loft to find the oh, ghost girl that was haunting the house. It's brilliant. <laughs> At like one in the morning before my wedding. And we're like, yes. And like one of my best friends was just like, Pete, go to bed. And I'm like, but there's the ghost girl. And she's like, bed. <laughs> okay. Oh, that is... I don't. I don't know of anybody that's ever had a boring wedding. I say boring wedding, like nothing. Something like didn't happen. If you know, you know, something happened. There's not a talkable like a point. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I agree with that. I think there's been. I've been to weddings where it's been, yeah, a little bit dull, but there's always been something that makes it come up in conversation. So yeah, you're yeah. probably right. Pretty much. All Jerry's now thinking about. It. Well, pretty much all the ones I've been to have been uneventful. Nobody just... got too drunk. Strange sleeping arrangements. Uh, not really. 
Not lived, Jerry. Yeah, I've not had a normal one. <laughs> see, 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 I, I like to think mine wasn't super eventful. Again, when you're, and Jerry will know this, that if you're the ones getting married, you kind of satellite everything. So like you, you learn later of like actually how your wedding was because you're kind of yeah, satelliting yeah. and darting about. Yeah. But we had like, in order to keep something dramatic happening and to keep it fun and exciting, we had a, a 10 piece arcade set up. Um, so like 10 arcade machines, we had a crazy golf course set up. We had like photo booth band, all that sort of stuff. We had quesadillas in the evening like, we, we were trying to keep it. Ent- and also we didn't do this on purpose, I swear, but it turned out this way. Um, we were trying to think of, uh, oh, what do you call them? Um, the gifts that you put on to wedding favors. You're yes. trying to think of like interesting wedding favors, but aren't just going to get put in the bin or aren't just going to get like logged around or whatever. And the conclusion I came to was tiny travel board games, like the little magnetic ones that you can get that are like this big and they fold out and you can play chess, checkers, uh, like snakes and ladders or whatever. And so we've got loads of them. And then we were making all the signs for everyone and we bought loads of chess pieces and we cut a gap in them, sprayed them gold and then put the name cards in them. And the name cards were playing cards. And every table, because we had uh, three tables and then the head table, were a different suit. And our head table was hearts. And then we looked at it and went, my surname's Board. Does it look like we've made this board game themed? (laughs) And like, we're like, no, we've stepped into a problem. But like, we were like, at this point, we're into it. It's cool, it's fine. But we, at one point, we did kind of look around and went, we've kind of game themed this wedding, haven't we? Sort of. Mm. And and with like Crazy Golf and with the arcade machines and everything like that, we went, yeah, we've accidentally themed it, um, which isn't a problem, <laughs> but we were like, that's not what we intended to do. But it meant that everyone had a good time, I hope. It's what we've heard, at least, uh, because lots of people, and we've got some very good photos of like people like with the guns and the arcade machines like, getting like proper serious. And you've got like, you know, silly people getting serious, serious people getting silly, all that sort of stuff. So it's quite fun. But that's meant that there's not really a lot of like, there wasn't really drama from our wedding. There was just like people mm. being like, oh, well, I was at the arcade machine for ages. And I was like, okay, sick. But yes, I mean, I wanted, oh, why was I invited? <laughs> I would love to be invited. That sounds amazing. Because they couldn't find accommodation that was awkward enough for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's too normal. Yeah. Too it's normal. too normal for me. Honestly, I've had. I mean, I've probably told a few of them, but I've had like rooms where the height of the ceiling was the same height as a bath. <laughs> I've had like the the it's in a loft, so the, the 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 it goes across there. I'm sure I've told that one. Um, I've had it where the shower's been in my bedroom, like nice. it's you know like the, the glass cubicle is in the bedroom, like the bed then the glass cubicle. Um, you were uh, on the stairs. What else once. did I have? See, see the thing. Yes, is you, I was under the stairs once. See the the shower one depends how you talk about that because that's one of those things that can either be like that's a weirdo cheap ass room, or that's a very fancy room because like I've been to both those scenarios where I've had like a dodgy <laughs> weird cubicle in the bedroom and it's been weird. I've had another one where there's been like a shower set up in the bedroom and it's been all very sort of like posh and mm. like they've tried to make it like sexy. Um. So it can be what so you said it depends how you describe it because both those things are kind of true. It depends how it's laid out. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I know what you mean. Can be a sign of a luxury room. 
Yes. No, to be fair, and I know what you mean, because they quite often do these really fancy rooms that have, like, uh, I would more akin, like, a bathtub in the middle of it. Yeah. And you're like, I don't know how that works with the plumbing and stuff, because it always looks like they're floating. But, yeah, you get, like, a bathtub in the middle of the room, and I I don't understand it. Right? I think that, I think I've probably been single for too long, but, you know, they have that there. This was more... This was in Germany, so I think it, uh, from what I was heard, what I heard, it was the first time I've stayed in a non-chain hotel. So it's not like a Premier Inn right. or Holiday Inn or equivalent. Uh, you know, although I've been around the world, it's you, you cheap and cheerful. And because this was at the wedding reception area, like it was a, like it was a nice. It was like a they called it a house. If you can call a house that's got forty-seven rooms a house, you do you, but. Um, and apparently it is a, a a European thing to have the wash basin, the shower in the bedroom and just the toilet as a separate thing. I'll do it the other way. Um, I'd put the toilet in the middle of the room, middle <laughs> of the bedroom. You're an absolute criminal. <laughs> <laughs> and then just... and Because yeah, that's the only place that's okay. <laughs> and then I'll just film the expression of guests as they walk in and go, oh. So, right. Okay. Oh, so so I thought you were going to go with the expression of them using it. Because I was like, so then not you only are you putting in my bedroom, you could you're then watching them, which is worse. <laughs> which is okay, that's creepy. Thing. No, but... <laughs> no, 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 I'm imagining, not like you stood there. But you know those old paintings, right? Where like in old like horror films and Scooby-Doo films and stuff. I was going to say Scooby-Doo. The eyes move. Yeah, the eyes are cut when you can watch. I'm imagining that like behind like, the, the bed. What, and like, it was just got Jerry creepy. Just like, no, I was just... They've always got those... So it's, when they blink, always is like you've hit a xylophone. Dum, 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 I, that, 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 like. Can I just be clear here? I'm not suggesting for one minute that anyone should be watching somebody taking a Mondo Duke in the middle of their hotel room. <laughs> or even videoing it. No, absolutely not. I just Unless they've both consented. Oh, and that's what we're into, which is fine. Okay, well, I'm, I'm moving on. I think it's time <laughs> moving on. You. <laughs> oh, I love that tangent. Shall we go on to... Well, well I suppose, yeah, I, I think, yeah. Flim flamming around with food, absolutely not. <laughs> you've got even better than from. an actual toilet. Is you just have one of those like toilets, but but they're just a hole and you have to squat. And no, it's in the middle I've of the hotel room. Stories about them. <laughs> oh, anyway, sometimes I hate my life. <laughs> On the complete opposite end, sticking with food rather than <laughs> getting rid of food, shall we say? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah go um, the other end. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Food of the month items. So we've done a collection of these over the over the course of doing this podcast. Um so we've picked three rather than trying to do all twelve with like we did with Fiona. Um so uh we'll see if these are short and sweet or whether these whether these hor- horrified normally Jerry gets horrified if you really <laughs> food. I'm cool. I'm expecting that. <laughs> yeah. Um pizza topping, let's do it. Hawaiian. <sighs> <laughs> A hundred percent. A hundred percent Hawaiian is best. I can't. I can't do this. That's just fucking... That, you've just broken me. What am I even supposed to say to that? I'm going to be like one of those, um, you know, in the in, interviewee. Um, you know, someone mm. being interviewed and just suddenly takes their mic off and everything and they just storm out the studio. That, that's going to be me. I'm, I'm I can't take it. I don't think of a famous celebrity that's done that recently. No. What I'm going to say is, Hawaiian, you can talk to the hand. 
<laughs> so like also like last night I had quite a nice like parma ham and balsamic pizza. I think I think what it comes from is that I quite like salty food, but I also like it to be offset slightly. And Hawaiian does that because it's salty ham, salty cheese, and then you've got pineapple that just offsets oh. the salt slightly. Delicious. So you're a salted caramel fan. Yes. Oh, I'm gen- I'm generally a savoury fan, and the Hawaiian pizza thing also leads me to another. And this is an argument I have with one of my friends, is that. I'm not a big fruit person. I'm not really into it. But I'm not into it in sweet food. Whereas I am a big fruit person in savoury. So I only like fruit when it's with savoury items. This is just getting worse. So like apple, like apples in curry or like apples in like with sausages and stuff like that. Like like Jerry's nightmare. (laughs) Yeah, I am well aware that Jerry is going to sort of like dissolve in a second. Um... But yeah, I like fruit. I think his internet's just clapped out for it as well. (laughs) (laughs) He's pressed the button. He's pressed the panic button and just dipped out. Am I back, by the way? We'll get him back in a minute. He'll be fine. Carry on. But yeah, that's that's my views. I don't necessarily like fruit in like in puddings and stuff, but I like it in cooked in like savory food, savory dishes. So if you went to a restaurant, you wouldn't order uh, like a pudding generally. I'd order a pudding, but it would be like a chocolatey or a caramel pudding, or like a creme oh, okay. brulee or something. Um, mm, but I, w- I wouldn't get like a fruity one. Fruit fruit would put me off it. But if there was something fruity, so like when I was on my honeymoon, one of the best meals I had was um, sticky like barbecue ribs, but with a blueberry like cornbread loaf, and it was incredible. That sounds good. That sounds good. I'm just a big food. I just like food. Yeah, I mean, there's also that is I am to to profess all this, and the fact that my room one on one thing was around food. I am a foodie, like, and I love experimenting with food. But when it's like, like, I think that having the option was a thing. Like, I think if you're making for yourself and stuff, then you should experiment and yeah. go wild. But yeah, so yeah, so that yeah, Hawaii. That's my that's my vote. It's easier to it's easy to enhance food. It's very difficult to take away from food yeah. when you go back to your room one on one. So, for example, like. If I've got a loaf of bread, I can add X, Y, Z to it. But if you've got a pre-built and you've already added X, Y, Z, and I don't like Z, that that's that I, that's where I, I agree with yeah. it. Are you are you back now, Jerry? Has your internet decided I not hope, to replicate hope so. how you're feeling? You you were there the yes. whole time. Am I back now? Yeah. Okay. You are back. I think it had a meltdown off the back of Pete's uh, pistols comment. So. <laughs> that's fine. <Okay. laughs> right. Uh, what do you have in your jacket potato? Chicken tikka and cheese. Oh, I think this is a winner, to be honest. I like that. Yeah, chicken tikka and cheese. I like so that. cheese melts. Perfect. I mean, everything is better with cheese. There is very few foods that cheese does not... Anything savoury, cheese enhances. Yeah. That's... I mean... Gem- generally. Yeah. yeah. I think you've redeemed yourself there, Pistol. That's... <laughs> yeah. I like the sound of that. Never had That's it, what? but... I want to try it now. Actually, I know what Jerry would like on his um, on his pota- on his jacket potato these days. He wants the curry sauce that was from the fish and chip oh. shop that we went to on Tuesday. <laughs> oh my god! So don't get me started on that again. <laughs> I thought you and Catherine were going to oh, have kittens over it. <laughs> yeah, I am so upset that I missed that. Oh yeah, it's a shame. We missed you. We missed you, Pete. Yeah, that curry sauce we, uh, was yeah. just insane. 
And that's all I'm going to say. Find myself down there because otherwise you'll get me started, and then that'll be another forty-five minutes in this podcast <laughs> talking about. Well, this, curry well, this sauce. is what the podcast is for. Well, forty-five minutes devoted to yeah me worshiping curry sauce. <laughs> what was weird though is it did have a substance in it that you didn't know what it was. That sounds yeah. Did a squish test? Think it was raisins? <laughs> Not one hundred percent sure, but it, this curry sauce is next level. I mean, raisins are in coronation chicken. I think that's you know. <laughs> we, Hoops Hoops has already got, got me on that one. Take that He's already got me yeah. on that. <laughs> he, he backed you he into did. a corner there, didn't he? He did. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He so did. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. There's something drip, but not like a little drip in my flat. Like it sounded like someone had just poured something. Oh, honest. Well, you know what they say when it rains, it pours. No, stop. Yeah. Yeah. Is it now raining? No. no, I don't know. Strange noises. Maybe my flat's haunted. Maybe, Maybe that, we need to bring up oh, the okay. ghosts. Little, we haven't done. Go. Let's go. <laughs> I think your flat's haunted by Aquaman. <laughs> <laughs> I was to say we haven't done a we haven't done a conspiracy theory for a while. We haven't. Have we? we probably need to do. We probably should do a New Year full on conspiracy theory. At some point, so we can do that. Um, and the last bit on the food is the best form of potatoes. Mashed. Wow. No, nah, this is See, me, yeah. Yeah, so I know this is a, that's a rogue choice for a little. Yeah. Potatoes. My view on it is mashed potato can go on things and it improves other things, such as put it on mincemeat, you've got shepherd's pie or cottage pie, depending on the type. It can it goes with bangers and mash, it's part of it. It goes with toad of a hole, it goes with all these sorts of things. It's my general rule for a lot of food, and this is going to sound a little insane, maybe, or at least just lazy, the fewer. <laughs> Items of cutlery you need to use to eat a meal, the better it is, is my view. <laughs> so mashed potato, you just need a fork. Easy. Or a spoon if you're a weirdo. Um, but like, <laughs> you know, fork, easy. Also, you can add to mash. So like a mash can be... Because like if you, talk, if you talk about roasts, like roast potatoes or chips, generally speaking, even if you say like, oh, I rubbed goose fat on them or oh, I did this, generally speaking, they're much on muchness. And how good they are depends on how long you have cooked them. Like it depends yeah. how crispy they are, how soft they are, and what your taste is. Mashed potato is similar, but you can make it creamier. You can make it more buttery. You can add different things to it, such as whole grain mustard or horseradish. Horseradish must be horseradish mash with like some beef or like something like that. Incredible. You can add cheese to it, cheese and mash. Options. It's versatile. Still mash though. Uh- yeah i think i think i think for me i think like because my principle on food is i like crunchy there's very few foods that i that i that i refer to as baby foods that i (laughs) like that that i get on board with like and like overripe bananas mashed potato avocado i find it quite i find it tacky um especially right and so if i like i will eat mashed potato i don't mind it especially if it's like cheesy or i've got something like baked beans or it's with gravy or something like that but i have to eat it first because cold mashed potato is um the devil's turd there's no other word for it it's just like cold mashed potato it just does not work so so yeah. here's where i'm going to say something controversial and that is i am a very slow eater therefore most of my meals end up finishing on a cold <laughs> note because generally speaking, that's how I eat. So I've learned to like 
any food that I do like hot, I like cold because I've <laughs> eaten most things cold because I'm generally just slow. <laughs> oh no. Let me just I'm dead. I'm bit. done. Yeah, I'm just going to. I swear I did something wrong in a previous life. <laughs> For our audio listeners, Jerry has currently got his hand on his chin, but his hand is the size of his nose. Let me just explain (laughs) something here. Um, Mash, so you had the opportunity. So for me, you started off with Hawaiian. So that was was nil. Nil one. Then you came back with... um, Was it... uh, no, what was the topping again? It was, it was, it was, it was curry and tiki. cheese, but chicken tikka and curry and cheese. Curry curry and cheese on a jacket, and that was one all. And yeah, you just you snatched defeat from the jaws of victory with the aura with your mash. <laughs> and <laughs> defeat from the. <laughs> and I'm fine with that. That's fine. <laughs> I mean, we we always. I'm always. In, I think it's good that our guests like what they like. Some of them are mental, but yeah, I okay. enjoy it. You've asked me what my opinion is. I've gone that that's my view. Like, exactly, and we want to we, roast you for your yeah, opinion. Yeah, that's absolutely food joke. We start off with a disclaimer, which is you know this is these are all just our opinions. But but the one thing that we didn't say is that actually your opinion on this is wrong. <laughs> just <laughs> just want to make that clear. Imagine that as a, no, that should be your next disclaimer. Just like when you have a guest, just being like. This, our opinions are opinions and they don't reflect the views of anyone and our guest opinions are wrong. That was a bit we left out. I just thought, yeah, probably best just not to, yeah. to cover that off. We're, we're saying it now, though. The disclaimer's now kicking in. So You're wrong. Well, we can now kick in. <laughs> Dear guest, brilliant. you are wrong. Please come yeah, back please come podcast, back, despite being wrong. <laughs> Amazing. Oh dear! I, I, yeah. I mean, I, I think you're two one up for me. I, I don't mind Hawaiian. I'll give you some credit oh, on that one. And I think that, that overall that makes it a draw. That makes it a draw. That makes it neutral, so? and, I, and that's acceptable. So. Still, yeah, still yeah. Makes There's nothing wrong, wrong with pineapple on pizza. There's nothing wrong still with pineapple wrong. on pizza. And I, I get why people like mashed potato. It's just not for me. <laughs> just, but to a certain extent, right? This is going to sound weird. I wish I liked that texture more right because then i then i wouldn't have to buy like one banana and eat that during the day and then go back and buy one banana because if i buy more than two bananas by the time you get to the second day they've gone too far gone mainly because i think there's do you know how to stop that my flat do you know how to stop that i don't here's my tip for the day you take so where all the bananas meet at the top of the bunch you take that mm-hmm. and you immerse that into a little pot of water Okay. Slows down the ripening process by tenfold. I did not know yep. that. I've tried it. Was by that the way. T- so that's too. F- I've tried that. Does yeah, it work? And it absolutely work. I saw it on uh, some short clip of life hacks, and I thought, "What? Mm. Well, it's so easy to try." And I did, and those bananas stayed yellow mm. for a week. Hmm. Well, my bananas are already too far gone, which is why I'm having right. banana pancakes. You need to, you need to dip the, uh, the end bits in uh, in water. But, Hashtag just saying. But it's this, it's I sort of it's the same. I'd like to like avocado because it is very healthy. It's very good for you. I love avocado, but I can't stand it stuff. Well, I, I can eat it with things, but yeah, I'm in similar camp. Like I used to hate all nuts, 
and then I was like, as someone that struggles with weight gain, was like, right, I could do with more protein, all these sorts of things. Mm. And I slowly made myself like, so now I like most nuts um, to the point where like I will cook like like satay sauce chicken and like peanut chicken and stuff like that frequently because I actually do like that now. And I have like nut like boxes for snacks and stuff like that. So like, so I've come completely full circle most, like with most mm. of them. There's still a couple, but like, but that was just because someone said, you, you're a grown adult, you can't not like a food. <laughs> and I was like, I don't think you're right on that. I think you're wrong. She was like, nope, I refuse to accept that. And so I remember I was in Budapest for with with work. And we were taken out one night to uh, for a meal. And I was like, okay, looked at the menu and I went, I'll have the peanut chicken gnocchi. And only one of those things at the time I liked, which was chicken. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't like gnocchi. <laughs> I didn't like peanuts and I was and so one of the guys with me was like like we're friends and he was like I thought you don't like most of what is in that food and I was like correct <laughs> but I've been told recently that it's unacceptable to not like stuff so I'm going to make myself and because it was quite a nice restaurant I was like if somewhere's going to do it well it's here yeah I mean that's fair so yeah. like if I'm going to have something if I'm going to make myself like something I, I need to eat a good version of it um mm. and it worked I mean to be fair, right, I can get on board with that because I didn't like eggs, mushrooms, and things like that. Now, I've made myself like eggs. I don't mind. I, I don't like. I don't like cold eggs. Like, so there's a there's like if someone said, "Oh, do you want an egg and cress sandwich?" No, thank you. Yeah. Right, but if somebody was like, "Oh, do you want a um, you know, do you want a fried egg with your English, with your full English?" Absolutely, yes, please give me that fried egg. Um, I, I don't mind them poached scrambled whatever i quite like scrambled egg on toast that's one of my favorites and the same with mushrooms like now if mushrooms are in something i don't mind i'm not still not a big fan if someone puts mushrooms on the side of my plate like i'm like Meh, uh, what no like on a full english like not not for me if somebody wants them instead of me go ahead the two things i can't do mushy foods like i really struggle but i will eat mashed potato if it's with something else generally um like if i can have like like if i've if i've got like sausages and mash i'll tend to eat like a scoop of mash with a sausage so i can chew it rather than having them separate just just hashtag just saying although at the moment i haven't had sausages for a little i've had i've had sausages once now but i've i've still not quite keen on them um i had food poisoning due sausages um and then um but the one thing i can't get on board which i've tried so many times is nuts i don't like the taste of nuts they're just horrible and brussels sprouts um, but I have the gene that makes Brussels sprouts taste uh, as bitter as warheads, so um, I don't like. But I don't like that. See, so I, I, I think it's acceptable that you don't like food as long as you've tried it and you've just got to the point where it's like, there's no good. I, I don't like this. Um, I, I think that taste buds change a bit over time. So, like, I think every now and again, it's worth giving yourself another crack and just being like, I'm going to try this again, just refer, reaffirm, I don't like it. But like one of the things that helped me with peanuts, particularly, was uh, another tangent. But um, I, I think it was my my mother's birthday, or something, and I was like, right, I'll, I'll cook dinner for for family, you know. Um, and I think at the time I was working shift work, so I had a day off, and so and my mum and my sister were both on a on a diet of some description, and I was like, okay, quickly before you go to work, what can I not do? And they were like, basically, rule of thumb. If, a, if something comes from a can or a pre-made thing, it's probably not great because it's probably got high sugars and all these things in it. So if you're going to do anything, make it all from scratch. So I was like, okay. And so I was like, all right, I'll make like satay chicken, like spicy satay chicken. My mum likes that. 
and in my head i didn't go i should make satay sauce i did that and then i looked and went well you need peanut butter for that so instead of then going i'll get an organic peanut butter my head went they told me not to buy anything in a jar so i made my own peanut butter so i spent the day making peanut butter making satay sauce <laughs> like making it all and at the time i didn't really like peanuts so i was tasting this as any good chef should do tasting as i went and going it's all rank to me, isn't it? Um, and just kind of being like, right, it's all disgusting. And then, but because of that, I managed to make it to my taste. So I got to a point mm. where I went, oh, actually, I quite like this peanut butter because I've probably put more honey in than you would normally or or whatever. And then when I got to the satay bit, I was like, oh, again, I like spicy food. So my mum's okay with stuff like that. So it's all that sort of stuff. So by the end of it, and I will admit, I broke a blender. And had to go get another one because um, I overran it because I made so much peanut butter. Um, the, um, I, I was after that. I was like, yeah, I quite like like peanut butter now because I've specifically made my own. And then because I had the one that I made, like I made a couple of jars of it. By the time I used all that, and I went and bought one, I bought one that was like close-ish to what I had. And then over time, I've now got to the point where I like any peanut butter because mm. I sort of slowly got saltier actually got attuned to the different tastes of it hmm. but I, I wouldn't necessarily recommend that process but it was it worked so it doesn't matter how much you just talk through all of these different stories and things it just doesn't take away the fact that you're wrong <laughs> now let's move on because you're wrong yes yeah <laughs> uh idioms right so so take it on anyway. the chin like, yeah, all right. Then. Yeah, yeah. Pistol's like, yeah, I know, I know what Jerry's like. <laughs> cool. So idioms. So um, the first one that I'm going to go with is that dog won't hunt. That dog won't oh, hunt. Oh. That's a great one. I've not heard That's that it. before, but I, I, I can fully see that being something to, in some corporate. That's a sort of, that sounds so, like Larry. What? He doesn't retrieve. <laughs> Just goes and looks at it and is like, all right. Yeah. But so that dog won't hunt or or some kind of, I might have got the wording marginally wrong on that, but um, I believe to mean the, um, that idea won't work. Like if you suggest oh, something, okay. then you go like, oh, that dog won't hunt like because of whatever. So I use it at work a bit and stuff like that because the second I have that old dog won't hunt because of whatever. And you go, okay. You have to be careful, though, saying so that, because if somebody only hears part of that, they might think that you're calling them something. You go, what did you just yeah. call me? Well, <laughs> so a dog. That dog won't hunt is a U.S. phrase. Yes. Southern uh, U.S. slang originally. Do you want to know the um, 17th, 18th century uh, U.K. equivalent? So I think it's something along the lines of like that horse won't run. Or is no, it like, is it that cock won't fight? It refer to like roosters. Now that would get me in trouble. <laughs> <work>. <laughs> yes. uh, thanks for clarifying that. I don't dog. know. <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah, thinking, just... what sort of cock <laughs> are we talking about here? <laughs> put a glowing, put a con- glowing condom on the lightsaber. It's fine. <laughs> Reenact the scene from Star Wars. <laughs> Not sure I do Darth Maul's double yeah. ending, but that's a different. <laughs> <one>. <laughs> Why is Jerry's lightsaber so short? <laughs> oh no! 
Might have just broken Jerry. <laughs> Double ended. <laughs> Darth Maul. Oh, okay. Anyway, like I said, thanks for clarifying that, Dom. I mean, it might be good. It might be good background music to have Jewel of the Fates as well, but I don't know. So you know. <laughs> oh, I was going to do it, do it properly. Anyway, right? Yes. No, that's great. I've not heard that dog word. <laughs> I mean, there are a few people that you could definitely. Well. <laughs> It seemed to suggest that it wouldn't happen, but I suppose it also could be used to represent people that won't be doing something. We all know a few of them. I, I think I'm going to have to use the old English version in a, <laughs> on a, in a meeting. If somebody comes up with some shite idea, I'm just going to go, do you know what? That cock won't fight. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I was going to say, based on the last couple of weeks and, and uh, our inability to read the room, let's leave it for <laughs> maybe the new year. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I reckon, based on, please do it and then let me know the feedback. I'll let you, I'll let you, like, I'll I want you to know how we get on, yeah. <laughs> yeah, me <we> good. <laughs> <laughs> done. I'm totally oh, done. Dear. Oh dear! And you said you had a two, a two. Yeah. So, well, I've got two of them, like a made up one. But uh, the next one. So the next one is a common one, but I think for background to it, it's interesting. So um, Dutch courage. Mm. We all oh, know yeah. that, right? We all know Dutch courage. But what alcohol specifically is Dutch courage ooh, referring to? Ooh, I know. I know this one. I know this one. Oh, you've got your big hand. Oh now. yeah, Bill. Sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's serious. It's very serious. He's used his actual hand. Well, it is. <laughs> but I think actually even more serious. Think about. I'm going to use oh, two hands. Me, 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 me. <laughs> I know this one. It's gin. Correct. I didn't know that actually. I'll be totally honest. Yeah, so it's gin. So it comes. So the the best speculation for it is that it comes from when the English were allied with the Dutch in the Thirty Year War in the 17th century, and they would come in fighting like mad people, um, and over like the fireplace oh like you know our like outside of fights the british eventually were like how come you guys can go into battle like you do like with complete abandon and they were like try this and they all had hip flasks that had in them uh yeneva um the, the precursor to gin um so made from juniper berries and that helped them go into battle a little bit drunk and a little bit happy and a little bit crazy what i want to know um, is though because I don't think this has ever been answered. Did they use uh, Indian tonic or Mediterranean? And did they prefer? <laughs> so, so do you go into battle with sliced lime or lemon? I, I think, Fresh I think frozen? you go no tonics, no tonic, a no slice tonic, of lime. slice of lime. Because <laughs> there's no, there's no excuse in the seventeenth century not to have fruit. Okay. So I think maybe you have something in there like a slice of orange or something. But you've got to have plenty of ice. Available. You've got to have some plenty of ice. And I would like to think that the Dutch would have some available. So, like so. yes. Okay. All right. So, so you go into battle with a slice of lime, room temperature lime, plenty of ice, or, or any kind of any available fruit. Any because available. I fruit. can't. I don't know whether or not lime was available okay. to the Dutch. But no Mediterranean tonic. The 17th century. Orange would have been, yeah. Orange would work, yeah. yeah. But no, no tonic. No tonic. I don't think, equally, I don't like tonic, so I would okay. say straight gin. Okay. Tonic is. All right. Anyway, All right. just I just wanted to check. 
Yeah. Okay, thank I you. Guess yeah. People thank just you. drink tonic water, just generally. <laughs> I'm going to sleep better tonight, <laughs> knowing that uh, <laughs> about cockfights. It's interesting because the national team that I'm closest to from a taekwondo perspective, I would say, other than um, the England one, is probably the Dutch one because we go. We've, I've done their tournament for 13 years, and um, like you obviously, I've used the phrase before. God, I need some Dutch courage before this tournament, and they all give you like weird looks as if they've never heard of it. So interesting. It was interesting to to know. Um, the Dutch are brilliant. I don't think I've met a bad Dutch person. They're all a bit crazy. I think they have to be. Um, their language is very difficult. Take the list. Um, and one of the instructors over there was determined not to be beaten by me. Um, so his quote when he said, he says, I left a lung up on that hill. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you do what you need to do. Excellent. You do what you need to do. <clears throat> What's your made-up idiom then? So this is one for, for for people listening outside of it, you know, that's free. Um, this is an idiom that I use and my friends use, or some people right now at least use, and we just can't find an origin to it, so we're not sure. But I use the phrase, um, I'm no use to a goose in a snowstorm. So if I'm like really <laughs> hungover or something like that, I'd be like, oh no, I can't do that, I'm no use to a goose in a snowstorm. Like, if I'm going to be useless. I, it sounds like something that should be a thing. It's very, very specific. If I've made it up, I've had a very wild fever dream. It, it's, <laughs> it's very, very specific. Yeah. Yeah, that is. And, and I think it sounds like probably something that's uh, like based on my very like quick Google search. Like, because the, the one that I've seen is lost as a goose, goose in a hailstorm. Right. Which... Just- Possibly, but I've yeah. heard something and then I've yeah, and, manipulated and, it. And we, I, I think we discussed it last time on the actually on the last podcast or the last time we did idioms was about that combining of um, two phrases. More like we'll burn that bridge when we get there, which <laughs> I think is I want to use that when we at some point in, a, in either a meeting or just generally we'll burn that bridge when we get there. Like combining two phrases together, and it feels like you that like as as useful as a goose in a snowstorm type thing is kind of a combination of as useful as something that's bad and then goose in a snowstorm sounds like another one to kind of put together um so it feels like i wish i could remember what it was what the word was of combining oh. two idioms together uh, but it's yeah no use to a goose in a snowstorm is just what yeah we use just to be like i'd be no use because i imagine that if a goose was in a snowstorm Malifant. generally speaking i could be useful to it like getting the goose out of the snowstorm, that's quite an easy task for most people. Would probably be okay. So no use to goose in a snowstorm just means that you'd be absolutely useless. But I don't know, I can't do yeah, it. I love the way that you referred to that as when when you're really hungover. So I think that's brilliant. That was my jump to like when because like we're all getting older. Hangovers take a little bit more of a toll now. It's take about four days. I now. used to, I used to bounce, but to be fair, I've kept a lot. I I do quite well. I'm all right over after a hangover, um, after a big drinking session. My wife is not. Um, she's <laughs> now hit 30 and she just can't like, I don't think she might be saying this. She had two beers last night and this morning she was like, I feel those two beers. I'm like, yeah, it's happening. But like, I, I, I think the reason, and I think the only reason I don't feel hungovers, uh, hangovers very much is because I think I'm like overly 
like I've got stuff to do today. I can't have one. And I just, I think that like level of just will on it, just going, no. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Most of our listeners are audio listeners, so they haven't got a Scooby-Doo. But that that went horribly wrong anyway. Because you saw my yeah, because I, I would have laughed if you dropped. I, I would have laughed. If yeah, you dropped I think that I would have laughed, laughed and cried funny. at the same time. Sorry, um, sorry. Pistol. I think it was a valid risk. Sorry, pistol. That's yeah, right. I thought so. For those it's audio listeners, be- um, Jerry just drank a glass of a drink, a beverage, um, with the tiny hands that we haven't talked about. It's Dutch courage, um, by the way. One can only presume contain very little grip. Uh, it's, it's Dutch courage, and <laughs> it's got lime and lemon in it. There you go. Because that's how I roll. Very fa- like I've just got a bottle of water. Bottle- oh, I've said that very British bottle of water. Um, I've got a bottle of water here, um, and that's it. Like I don't put anything in. I don't drink squash. I don't. I don't really drink anything else but water, or a decaf tea. That cock won't fight. Or twenty-seven um, lemsips <laughs> when I've got the slightest sniffle of a cold. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm a I'm a honey and lemon person. My my family is sort of a little bit more of the you don't take normal drugs you take like we're not necessarily like homeopathic but yeah I know. probably more down that line of like like village recipes like old wives tales and stuff like that's what I've got to say for me I would never like if I've got a cold I would never touch lemon or something I would get honey and lemon and just make that <laughs> I just have busy going oh, yeah. if I have a cold I don't take uh, any cold remedies I just smoke ganj. <laughs> dried trees yeah that's, I mean that's it would distract you <laughs> the, the, the bit for me is you haven't said how you take the honey and lemon so now I've got you doing a vision of doing a tequila shot do you snort the honey squeeze the lemon in your eye and then take the tequila shot yes um, <laughs> or do you smear no, it's, the it's honey in your eye do you shove the lemon up your nose no. and then just pour hot water directly <laughs> into your ear I don't know <laughs> different ways you could do it all these... I've got every single doctor that I know being like, what, what are you doing? Just, yeah, for all listeners, don't try that at home. <clears throat> yeah, don't try that at home. No, I drink it with hot water, let's just clarify. Okay. Um, <laughs> I make a hot beverage and I enjoy my evening. Nice. nice. <laughs> or my day, it's or whatever it is. Okay. It's interesting. The only reason I, I do I probably take too many drugs when I'm sick, my excuse is that I live on my own, so stuff still has to get done. Do you take the um, do you take the stuff it, anyway, just so that you use it before best before date? You go, I feel fine, but I, I <laughs> no, need to use up all no, this paracetamol. The best before date is like twenty twenty seven. No, okay. Just on a chat. No, I've got. Although it's interesting um, because I feel very organised as a single male because I have a medicine box that's got medicines in it. But I no even plasters. have plasters. <laughs> Oh well, so Jerry was on the phone. Fo- I was on the phone on a video call with Jerry when I cut myself. Look, look, look. So my tiny little cut. And, and, and just, and just to be clarify, and it you were losing. Bled, like, like I had a it pint a minute of blood. I was. It was. Then honestly, it was running down my entire arm, like from this tiny little cut. Um, and because I do taekwondo, I actually have a first aid kit in my Without taekwondo cost. bag. So I was trying to do like with my arm like this, and I was trying to do that, and wireless headphones wandering around my flat. And Jerry's like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> like I've got blood running down my hand. That's all fine. That's my <laughs> You uh, emptied out the contents, the entire contents of your first aid kit. Yeah, I did. I did like that with the first. Sorry, yes. I'm sorry. Defibrillator. <laughs> I mean, literally 
no, everything. <laughs> you, you could have actually operated on somebody. You could have done neurosurgery with all of the stuff that Dom had, but he had no <laughs> plasters. He's going, oh, scalpel. The plasters, I did have plasters. They were at the bottom, and they were all the plasters were in a paper, <laughs> like, sealed envelope. But it wasn't written clearly on it that they were plasters. So you just saw, like, a paper-sealed envelope, and then another one that had, like, a bandage on it. And they weren't, like, there wasn't any kind of real distinctive unless you actually stopped and read. And I've got blood running down my hand, and I'm like, ah! Dom's so, going, sutures. There you go, that's... Dialysis machine. Yeah. Don't do that. what... <laughs> There was Syringes, a pair of scissors, yeah. wasn't there? Scissors. Well, the scissors possibly very useful for plasters. If you had any. Uh, if you have. Yeah, they're, um, <laughs> they're, they're, um, they're for uh, the roll of bandage rolls. They're, yeah. they're fabric scissors for that, that type of thing. Because it's a, it's a uh, like, you know, safety stamped first aid kit, which I need to carry with me if I'm and teaching. you're not allowed SpongeBob. That's what my insurance... for plasters either, are you? No, you're supposed to have... Uh, well, I say skin toned. The, the what white person's skin toned plasters are what normally traditionally comes. But yes, um, yeah, we're not supposed to have ones with decorative bits and pieces on, um, and we have they have to be. Um, oh, what do they have to be free from? Um, what's the thing that people are allergic to? Free from any kind of glue, <laughs> so that it can stick. Free from any kind of yeah. glue. Yeah, most glasses <laughs> are uh, latex. Latex. <clears throat> latex free. That's the one. So yeah. Um, interesting just tangent around Dom just honestly it's a tiny cut and it, it just oh, I couldn't understand how, why it was bled because so it was close to the bone and it's right on my yeah, knuckle now yeah. so anytime I do that and it's like it's like healed it's like Keep it's opening almost it it's, it's a full hot fuzz quote it's a little bit stiff <laughs> so to be fair you have a money that I probably need so I have been climbing recently um, <laughs> I went down to Portland and climbed with Roxford I did that on Saturday but a few months ago, we went with a couple of friends and we camped down there and we did some climbing. And at the time, I had a bit of a knee injury from football. I tripped over an invisible man, my own feet. Um, but I, at football, am known for being one of the quicker players, probably. Um, and so usually my job is just to run after people. And so I was full on sprinting and I tripped over myself and I play on AstroTurf. So I took a load of skin off of my knee and my leg. And so but it was quite nasty. And then that had obviously stabbed up and was whatever. And then when I was climbing, I was really careful. We were climbing three days. I was very careful. Like didn't want to like, knock it, all that sort of stuff, particularly in corner climbs. And then we were coming out of a boulder field and I jumped from one rock to another and I over jumped and found myself like I slammed into another taller rock. And that's when I hit my knee and it <laughs> took the scab off. Ooh. inside my trousers and I just felt my leg and was like something's not right there and then I touched my trousers and blood was coming through my trousers and I was like yeah. okay that's not ideal so then we, I just carried on because I was like not a lot I can do about it now fine got down to the beach where we were going to have my friends were going to have a bit of a swim and we're going to chill out rolled it up and there was literally like blood in my shoe like all down my leg like all this sort of stuff and I was like okay that's not ideal so I cleaned myself off a little bit but it kept bleeding but so anyway Changed into shorts when I got into the car and we drove back. It's about a two hour drive and got in and my I've time fiance, but my wife um looked at me and just went, I'm never sending you away again. Like she <laughs> she was like, because we'd been camping for three days and we didn't really shower, we just sort of like, you know, wet white washed. Um, because we were climbing and stuff and we were only with each other, so like it didn't really matter. And she came I came back and she's like, You're filthy, you're 
legs covered in blood. She's like, your shoes full of it. She's like, you look like a mess. She's like, your hands are covered in cuts because of a rock down in Portland. It isn't exactly forgiving. And I was like, she's like, so how how was it? I was like, that was great. I had a great time. She's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, you're an idiot. And I was like, yeah, fine. So it does remind me that I probably should have a first aid kit for climbing because that probably, because I am accident prone. So it's probably a good idea. Just don't yeah. put plasters in it. First aid trained. But also on Dom's point previously about living it by himself and therefore you need to just crack on and deal with stuff i a while ago i um i i fell over and i i knocked i i hit my hand on on a wooden beam on the floor of my bedroom and i don't know if you can see um this isn't great for visual uh, listeners but i'm missing a knuckle here or at least it is sideways opposed to normal um mm. yeah it goes in in comparison to the others like that you can see yeah oh, yeah, it yeah, dips yeah down because i i fell out a bed um and i hit my hand on a it just happened to be a metal bit of rod or something that's on the floor just wrong i just landed wrong and uh i broke my hand and i came into work the next day and my manager was like your hand is like you can't use that right i was like no i'm just having my left at the minute like it's just swollen but it'll go down at some point he's like can you move it and i was like no not really but you're right and he's like right go and go and get it sorted so went to it turns out i'd broken the knuckle and I twisted it round, so it's fine. But like operating on a hand is complicated. So they said it won't. It'll it'll be sore when it's cold. But apart from that, you should be okay until you're a bit older, and then we'll do something about it. Because what we don't want to do is accidentally cause any more issues. Fine. But at the time, I was living at my parents' house, um, as was my sister, and my parents were away for a couple of weeks. And so my sister was at home with me, and I had a cast on and a sling because I'd broken my hand. Um, and I'm right-handed. It was my right hand that I broke. And I was like, oh, can you can you open this jar for me? Or can you help me do this? And she's like, what would you do if you lived by yourself? You'd have to do it yourself. So no. <laughs> I just walked off. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so she was like, no. She's like, you'd have to. She's like, I'm not always going to be around. You've got to figure things out for yourself. She's like, you're 20-odd years old. Like, okay, you've got one hand. Deal with it. And I was like, okay, thank you. <laughs> sure, I will. <laughs> Nice, nice. <laughs> but like saying that, she's like as much as that sounds cruel on her part, and I'm not just putting her on. Not just putting her, not just putting her on blast. But but she, she's right. You are in public. Yes. But so if you listen to this, Rage, sorry. Um, but she's she's right. Like I, she wasn't always going to be about. Like if something happened, and I need to deal with it. I need to deal with it. Yes, in that instance, would it have been easier if she'd helped me? Yes. But she was right. But I need to learn. So. There's no well, at least there. you weren't like, could you come and help me with the bathroom or something like that? So, you know. Yeah, that, that I will love to deal with. Thank you very much. <laughs> in the middle yeah. of the hotel it's, room. It's, I was going to say, if it's in the middle of the hotel room, well, <laughs> or I, just a drop pod. Drop. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the interesting thing about that is, um, without going into too much of, like, me, um, I actually am... Like if I ever was to try and get into a, a relationship or something like that, I would really struggle because I've lived on my own for 10 years. So I am really independent and I have systems and stuff systems. that are systems. in place. So, yeah. well, I, well, I mean, I have to, because otherwise, you know, you don't, got they don't get days. done. I need to remember. Exactly. Exactly. I've got systems and I can, I, and I can see it being really jarring to have somebody else in, in your life that doesn't either a know your systems or you have to adapt your systems uh basically sheldon cooper comes to mind i'm sure that i'd be 
I'd be absolutely, I'd be absolutely terrible. Um, so yeah, that's that that there is advantages to learning to do things on your own and, and bits and pieces like this. Right, I'm going to hand over to Jerry now because Jerry, you can do the next yes, section for us. And this is quick fire. Okay, we can't go down rabbit holes, so there are rules to this, right? And I, and I will I bring mean, out. Have you, I mean, have you? I been, will bring out the twenty questions. The the, I will bring out the human air horn. Okay, if I feel that we're going too far <laughs> down, I will. You'll hear the sound that just goes. Back on. Okay, so I will kick in <laughs> with right. that. So this is quick fire. You can't think about it. You just have to answer the questions, right? Right. Uh, guest goes first. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Guest goes first. But we're all <laughs> three of us, all three of us have to answer very, very quickly. Yeah. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Question one: Would you prefer soup of the day or soup de jour, Pete? Soup of the day. I have no idea what soup de jour is. <laughs> soup de jour. So I'm pretty sure soup de jour means soup of the it day. It does. So it's the same thing. Yeah. So. Oh, right. Okay. So it doesn't matter. I didn't know what it meant. So technically, I don't, like I said, some of these questions you technically can't even answer. So pistol, go for it. So the answer to that is yes. Yeah, basically. Uh, yes. 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 Yeah. Yes for me as well. Although yes. no, actually, it's a no. I'm not really that keen on soup. So there you go. So we've got a yes, yes from pistol, yes from Dom, a no from Jerry. Cool. Right. Yeah. Next question. <laughs> If a tree falls in a forest, but there is no one around to hear it, does it actually make a noise? Pistol? Yes. Dom? Yes. 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 I agree. <laughs> I've never understood that. <laughs> I've got full, like, Breaking Bad science bit. Yeah, well, yeah. It's very basic physics. It's, like still, it's, basic it's still, like... yeah, you've still got sound waves. You've still got airwaves. Air's being yeah. disrupted from the tree falling. So, of course, it's making sound. If you're not there to hear it, that's your problem. It's your problem. You're going to have to deal with it. Right. No, no one's around, no to, one's hear around to hear it. Um, but there is, there's, there, there, not but there, it does not make an issue. Right. Question number three. <laughs> if you've got an issue, <laughs> yeah, <have> exactly. <laughs> Build a bridge. Get over it. Okay. Question three. We'll burn that yes. when we get there. <laughs> does the Pope shit in the woods? Pete. I really hope so. I hope that one Pope has heard this culmination of two things, bear shit in the wood and Pope is a Pope Catholic. And I hope that one Pope has gone, you know what would be really funny? If I did shit in the woods one day. I really hope that's true, but I would have to say no, probably not. Okay. Dom? Can't argue with that. It's got to be a no for me. It's a no for me. It's a yes for me, I think. I think just because we haven't seen it, it's like the tree falling in the forest. We weren't around to hear it. Okay, I I think I'd be more like I don't want to hear or uh, see it. Imagine walking through the woods and then just like turning around a tree and just seeing the Pope squatting. <laughs> it's just like I, nothing to see here, boys. You'd be like, all right. <laughs> I would just say hello, and then probably nominated by this really speedy to something. Walked off. I walk off. I've now got the scene from the number shall be three. <laughs> I think that's I think however though, that is one of a few situations, scenarios where that is the perfectly valid response. So. You say nothing. You look at him and go and then walk off. No, I mean you leave. I forgive you. I'd say do you know what I'd say to him? I'd say, I forgive you, Father, for you have sinned. And then just walk off. I think that's what I'd do. Right. Oh, dear. Uh next question. If you could only put one corporate BS phrase into Room 101, which one would it be? Pistol. Um, oh God, I really don't know. I've got one. Yeah, you go, on. Let's touch base. <laughs> Can't stand it. Yeah, that's a good one. Fuck me. Oh, I'll go for one, particularly in our modern age. Let's take this offline. 
How are we doing oh, that? God. We're not offline. We're constantly <laughs> online. How are you doing that? I love that. That I think that one. That's the strongest. That is the strongest. No, that's, yeah. that's, a strong, that's a real strong one. The other one is let's circle back. That was going to be my one. one. Let's circle stand. back. Let's circle back yeah. to that. What are you talking about? Let's not. No. So, so what we've come to is that us three all disagree with someone trying to take you out of a conversation. But yeah, when exactly. you're in a conversation, you're trying to fix something and someone goes, oh, we'll discuss this later, guys, because, you know, we're taking up people's time. It's like, we should be. We're trying to <laughs> solve something. <laughs> I'm an engineer. That's my job. Cool. Right. Oh, Next question. Um, if law suddenly dictated a three-day weekend, would you prefer the designated third day to be a Friday or a Monday? Pistol. I would go with, I don't think it matters. But I think I would maybe maybe take for Friday. Friday, why? Because Friday's a bit of a DOS day anyway, and then you'd make for Thursday the DOS day. Speak and that yourself. feels fun. <laughs> no, but like, true, but like, so, well, then. Well, he's backtracking now. He's like, wait, 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 wait. Oh, yeah. Well, no, I'm, I'm sort of, I'm, I'm sidetracking. Slightly. Well, no, I'm just tracking. Um, but it's it's one of two. You either Fridays are either quiet or manic. Yeah. There is no in between. Fridays are not normal days. They're either absolute chaos because people are trying to get things sorted before the weekend, or everyone's like, you know what, this is a big task. Let's look at it on Monday. Okay. It is one of the two views. Okay. And like I've been to an office, um, an older office that I used to go to. If you went on a Friday, it was a ghost town. Like no one was in there. So. Okay. All right, Dom. Um, so I got two two answers because it depends. So if it's for everybody, if it's for everybody, it doesn't really matter. But I would say the Friday, because for the exact reasons. But if it was like a Dom, you can you, just you, I would take the Monday off because I fucking hate Mondays. <laughs> okay, <laughs> actually, that's two swear two swear words in one podcast. I like it. No, it's been three. Yeah, okay. Um, three. It's fine. Sorry, mother. Well, okay. I'm. I would definitely take Monday because I bloody hate Sundays, and, and a big part of <laughs> the reason why I hate Sundays is because yeah. you think, oh, cross, yeah, tomorrow's Monday. So just just make Monday a, a, a weekend as well. Job done. Because you already hate Mondays. I, I actually prefer Mondays to Sundays. I'm not even kidding. I hate Sundays so much. I'd rather just we didn't Fair have enough. a Sunday. Just went straight to Monday. Which would then make Saturday the new Sunday. So you're just basically just shifting the problem. But I just don't like Sundays. I hate Sundays. But yeah, so, so I think, and I, I'm scared of a buzzer, but the only thing I think that matters is the fact that Sunday has limited trading hours within shops. Yeah. And I think if you, therefore, oh, want your shopping Friday, Saturday, you've got two full days me. to do shopping yeah. if you want to. And then Sunday's a rest day because you've got an excuse. Or if you do it the other way around, you have Monday, you've got Saturday and Monday to shop and a weird day in the middle where you don't. That seems weird to me. Unless that becomes a heavy drinking day, which I can then get behind. I, I really, <laughs> I really didn't want to have to say this uh, again, uh, Pistol. But uh, you're wrong. It's Monday. <laughs> Fine. I'm joking. No, no, no. But I mean, like, I, I'm on board, right? And this, uh, I, spoiler alert for the next podcast with the person that we're having on as a guest. The Sunday trading hours will be a very interesting conversation. Okay. By the way, can I can because... I just also caveat something that, that when when I do say that you're wrong, pistol, I don't actually mean it. It's just for it's, it's just for dramatic <laughs> you can mean humor it, purposes fine. on the podcast. <laughs> there you go. That's my disclaimer. Opinions are like belly buttons. Exactly. Everybody's got the one. Right. Uh... Um, yeah. So look, next podcast. Yeah. <laughs> really, 
that's going on next podcast. Updating notes okay. now. Cool. <laughs> um, right. Yeah. Next question. Uh, Cher or Celine Dion? Pistol. Cher. Tom? Neither, but Cher, if I had to pick. I'd go for Cher. Cool. That's three shares. Did not expect <laughs> well, that. No, exactly. Um, next question. What does okay actually mean? Pistol. Uh, now we've got to give more time because Pete is a linguist. I think it just means okay. What does okay mean? Like I don't. What, what does okay actually mean? Like yes, like all right. Does it? I don't think it's short. It's got for more meanings, is it? And see, so you're leading, and I feel <laughs> I'm, like you, you, you know there I'm is. I don't. I'm going to say I don't think so, but, I, but I'm happy to be wrong. Okay. And if it was Jerry, I might be wrong. You're wrong. Or I'm wrong. No, you're just wrong. I'm wrong. <laughs> but I mean, like, okay can be an adjective of a uh Hang on, I can never get. I can never get these right. Okay can be like a descriptive word, a a noun, Pronoun. you know, and explaining. It can explain that something is. Duh, 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 yeah, exactly. Right. It, 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 like, but it generally just means it's acceptable. Okay. Acceptable. I'm, I'm going to try and back in and say the other acceptable use for okay is uh, sort of uh, like if you're, you know, exhausted or tired or surprised by someone called K, like, okay. <laughs> okay, what have you done here? <laughs> I should have come in with a buzzer. <laughs> <laughs> right, give us go, a real go reason, on, Jay, tell us. Give us a, tell us. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't have a Scooby. Just thought I'd ask a question. Oh, you... <laughs> How do you spell it? Okay. Your smirk on your face. <laughs> How do you spell okay? Okay. Pete? Okay, A-Y. There we go. Yeah, but you said, how do you spell it? Yeah. I spell it okay. I'm not, I'm not saying that's uh, the correct uh, spelling. Fair, 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 fair technicality. Fair te- spelling. What is the English spelling of okay? Is there okay, A-Y. Right. Yes. Thank you. Okay. I've buried myself <laughs> in there. Freaking... <laughs> Next question. If you ever came into contact with an alien life form and had to show them something that sums up Earthling humanity, what would it be? I think it would have to be a sort of sort of teenager's childish drawing of a penis. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's fair. I, I was not expecting that at all. I was not at all. That's completely right. thrown me. <laughs> Okay. I don't know why, but it's it's something that every human has probably drawn at some point. It's funny. It dates back a very long time. There's like I don't know if it's cave paintings or like Greek stuff with it on. Like it is. Yeah, it has oh, to be the, that. Oh, the Egypt, the Egyptians for the, the, with their hieroglyphs. Half of them are uh, are phallic, there you go. Base, I believe. Yeah. There you go. So I think. Um, that... Yeah. I I would just give them. I would just give them Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves. That, is that what you're going for? Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just going to give them. Keanu I think. Reeves. Um, I think if you wanted to get rid of aliens, I think I'd probably show them something like Made in Chelsea or Geordie Shaw or something like that. <laughs> Towie. Yeah, Towie. Um, yeah, let's just leave it at that. <laughs> right. I, my, my, my other one, I'm going to chime back in. My other thing I think I'd show them just to see what they think is, is a Furby. Because Furbies are sort of generally, they are sort of autonomous to themselves. I wonder if they think that Furbies are our leaders. And then you'd start a war. And then maybe that would that remind is, them of alien life forms and... that they've been fighting for millennia. <laughs> Just <laughs> what? In fact, it scared Jerry so much that he's in <laughs> I believe, died. Oh, no. Oh, you're back yet, Jerry. Am I back? 
insert elevator music here when I edit the podcast. Ding, Where's ding, P? Ding, 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 ding. Incoming technical difficulties slide. Where's P? So much for... <laughs> We've <laughs> lost P. Please stand by. <laughs> That's generally what it says. It says technical... I use the Simpsons one where it's got the, the guy on the drunk... Um, He's on the on the cal- television camera and he's drunk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's the one I use when it. When I can hear you, Don. And I was can very distracted me? because I've just had somebody text me about. Yeah. About the previous podcast, so they're obviously getting around to finally listening to it. And then I'll, I'll in a minute I'll have a call from Jerry being like, "Am I crushed?" Or he sat there going, "I can hear you perfectly fine. What's going on?" Yeah. <laughs> in which case, Jerry, we stop. can't hear you. So I'm going to update you on that. Keep you a little updated. Oh, dear. Right. Yeah, I reckon... And he'll panic. I reckon just show them a Furby. I reckon they... Because I'd like to know if they'd find that weird. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, if they look at it and go, yeah, normal, then that, to me, tells me that there's other aliens out there that do look like Furbies. <laughs> right. Can you hear us? I can hear you. I've heard every single word that you've said. I can see you perfectly. <laughs> just, but I've lost Pete. Oh, just leave and come back. Why have I lost Pete? Why can I hear every single word that you've said? Well, I've lost Pete. There's a goose in a snowstorm. What do you expect? Yeah. This can't quite fight. Right. I'll be back in a moment. You're on speaker, by the way, so I've recorded all of this. I know. <laughs> Oh dear! This is staying in this one. Yeah. Like sometimes I edit out the technical difficulties, but sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm just going to keep yeah. this one in because it saves me an editing job later on. <laughs> it does mean that the Jerry's like file will have a break in it, and it's like I've got to line it up <laughs> twice. Ugh. Yeah, that's. I can imagine um, pain. But the joys of AI means that actually, um, it's been made a little bit easier for me. Um, because I'm actually just going to write timings down, and that's uh, 014750. Right, am I back? You are back. Please tell me that everything's okay. You're... <laughs> yeah, it is. Because it's saying 0% uploaded. Yeah, 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 no, it always does. It always does. <sighs> So Pete, I don't panic, Mr. Manorin. Don't panic. So mine's, mine, mine has been saying ninety nine percent uploaded the entire time. Yes, yeah, Jer- Jerry's so internet is the as speed as fast as uh, Larry on a on a bad day. <laughs> on a very bad day, right? Plodding so along more, on the oh, sorry. <laughs> your point, Dom. So much for quick fire. Right, next question. Yeah. <laughs> um, can you name the five guys from Five Guys? No. Yes. Okay, Dom, go for it. Uh, they they are. Oh, where's it gone? Uh, I've scrolled down. Uh, they're Jerry, Jim, Matt, Chad, and Ben. Big. Jerry being the father, and Jim, Matt, Chad, and Ben are the 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 sons of Jamie and Jerry, who founded Five Guys back in 1986. There you go. Fantastic. Thank you, Dom. You learn something new every day. Right. <laughs> exactly. Next question. This question never gets asked enough, especially in professional environments, which I think uh, we need to start making this a thing. Snog, marry, avoid. Oh, you've missed one. You've missed one. <gasps> okay, let's finish this one, then we'll go back to the other one. Yeah, yeah. Snog, marry, avoid. Okay, your options are Genghis Khan, 
Vlad the Impaler and Ivan the Terrible. Pistol. Okay. I think <laughs> you snog Vlad the Impaler. I think you avoid uh, Ivan the Terrible. And you marry Genghis Khan. Because Genghis Khan is generally pretty good to his to his wives and generally family. So I think that'd be right. Do you know what? That's oh exactly God. what I was going to go for. And that's what I was going to go for as well. So there you oh, go. Look at that. Look oh. at... Hey. Right. Let's go. Um, cool. Next question. I love the fact that there's logic behind it as well, which I agree with. Um, <laughs> would you rather have more time or more money? Pistol. Uh, so that does depend on how much and do I age still? Like... If I get more time, by age slower. Yeah, you still age. No, 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 you don't age slow. In which case, I'm just going to get more time when I'm 80, which to me is useless, or like 90 when I'm sort of like older and struggling. So, if that's the case, then I'll take money. Okay. This is the easiest answer I've ever done. This is always money. I would not want more time. Cool. It's how you spend your time, not the the time that you nice time that you give and you spend it properly nice and the the, this 99% of the world's problems would be solved if everyone had enough money to sustain themselves nice okay cool and I'm the same so there you go look at that we're aligned we're aligned okay um you're given a pair of socks as a gift but you can only keep one of the socks and they're both identical which one would you keep and why you're talking between the left and the right one I assume um, you don't get left and right <laughs> socks. You just get a pair of socks, and it doesn't matter which one you put on. I was waiting so, for this. I, so, I, so I will say that um, I, when I get a new pair of socks, I mentally assign them, and then I, I, I make a way to remember which one's which, and then they are only go on that feet. What? What? Okay. That's just broken my brain. I'm sorry. Uh, um, because then, over you... time, they formed your feet and they become formed at the toe and they're more comfortable that way. I don't think that's ever happened to me before. Even after they've been through the wash? Yeah. But you wear them enough on the same foot constantly and consistently and then you build up a shape in the toe and the arch and it just fits better. I mean, I I get it. It's just that's never happened to me. Maybe because I don't really... I just like socks. Oh, good Lord. Okay, so go on then. I would just keep a sock because they're identical. There is no left and right sock. But you yeah, have to I choose would, one. I would. Um... But I wouldn't know. It's just a sock. <laughs> I, I, I just yeah, keeping you, okay. a sock. Okay, let's take this but, one step okay. further. The, I, I'll tell you what. The only rule that I would have is I would have to buy two of the exact same, like two exact same pairs. If I had to always throw away one sock from a pair because I don't like odd socks. Okay. okay yes, wait, I agree. Okay. So I would take a sock, whichever one. It doesn't matter to me because then I'd immediately burn it. Because Mate. I would not be able to have an odd sock. It would just drive me mad. <laughs> Let me reword. No, no, I just buy two of the same pair. Okay, no, wait, wait, stop. Let me reword the question. <laughs> if you could only wear a sock on just one foot for the rest of your life, which foot would it be? Let's focus on the foot, not the I sock. Wouldn't. No, just a no, wooden. I'd, j- go, I'd go sockless. No, I you have yeah, to go no, 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 Joe, you don't. Sock. I... I have OCD. You have no idea how I could not do that. Like, I no. physically yeah. cannot do that. E- and also, I also have OCD. So I could not do that either. That no, has no choose. chance. You, you, you have you to cut, choose. No, you have not, to choose. It would, it, you have to I, the game. Off me. Just kill choose. me. Right, done. Unalive <laughs> me. Whatever is easiest. You would both rather take death. Is this, is this the yes, answer yes. that you're giving? You'd both I choose it. death I before choose death. dishonor by socks. Yeah. <laughs> I go with the mystery sock to the heat death of the universe wherever you're sending it when it goes away from me so okay fine i'm gonna play by the rules i'm gonna say if i had to choose a foot it would be the right foot 
Right. Why? Moving though? on. Why? No. Why? You've got to. You why? have to justify that. <laughs> um, oh yeah, because uh, I, I, I'm to do everything with my right foot. There you go. Okay. <laughs> that. Okay. Right. Um, <laughs> Dior just released a new fragrance that smells exactly like E5 petrol. Would you buy it? Pistol. No. Really, Dom? No, because uh, petrol is the one of the worst smells ever. No. Known to man. Oh, jeez, Louise. So my answer would be yes, categorically. I love the smell of petrol. Can't get enough of it. Um, so yeah, there you go. Right. Um, name three famous pigeons. Pete. Uh, Pigeon John. <laughs> uh, oh, there's like a, there's a movie called Valiant that's all about pigeons, and there's one of them. Surely, um, and then there's got to be a famous pigeon from the war that like delivered messages. I can't think of a name, but yeah, Pigeon John, the pigeon from Valiant, and a famous war pigeon. And do you know <laughs> what? I'm my... just going to leave it at that, unless you've got any more that you want to add, Dom, because I'm really impressed. Yeah, I thought yeah. If, if anyone's going to know, pistol. I, I mean, I can go one better. Go on. You can go for the good, the good feathers, which are um, Squit, Bobby, and Pesto, which are the pigeons from Animaniacs. Ah, strong. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> strong. Or you can, go, or you can go for Joey, Vinny, and Bobby, which are the three minor characters in the Disney's 2008 animated feature film Bolt. Cool. There you go. But and I will. You have to rem- You have to remember. I am an engineer, and my job is to Google. <laughs> I can do that in like two seconds. I, I thought about that with a Five Guys question. It wasn't can Dob name them? It was can Google name them? If you, if you look up, so Pigeon John, arguably not a pigeon because he's a rapper. Um, or at least a music artist, <laughs> but called Pigeon John. That's amazing. I'll take that. That's I'll accept better. that, though. Right, your That's turn, Jerry. Uh, I, I don't have a clue. <laughs> I'm just going to say Brian. Okay. Brian. Pigeon John. There you go. <laughs> I'll just pretend that I knew that. Um, and uh, uh, Juan is a very famous mm. pigeon from the Spanish Civil War. I've just totally made that up. Right. Um, if every meal you have from now on has to either have way too much chili in it, so I'm talking like a, a crazy amount of chili, literally makes you cough and burns your throat, or sand, which would you choose? Pistol. Chili. Obviously, chili. chili. Dom, chili. You'd get used to it. Yeah, yeah you'd get used, yeah. To yeah. used to it. Yeah, I'd go chili as well. There you go. We're aligned. Because also, what, like what, what is a food one's not? So like, <laughs> that's <laughs> true. Know, yeah. and, and you know, when you go to the beach and you get sand in your sandwiches, oh, um, you know, and you get that crunchy. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I know or it's horrible, chips. isn't it? Horrible. Yeah. Chili. Or even ice cream. Okay. Um, next question. If you were a fly on the wall, which wall would you be on and why? <laughs> Pistol. What would you be on? Yeah. Okay, uh, flies have quite a short lifespan, so I'm going to go over Berlin Wall when it was knocked down <laughs> because at least when you go down very dramatically, that's a good, that's a good fly that's, death. And when you go, great and, and when you go to fly heaven, all the other flies will be like, "Oh, I just died in the pub." And you're like Berlin Wall, mate. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's amazing. I can't top that, but I'm done. That's, that's it. I'm done. No, I can't top that. You can't top that. I can't top it. No, no, you're not, I even, can't top top you're not even gonna try. That's me. Okay. Well, I would be, I would be on the wall of Keanu Reeves. I'd just like to see day to day what Keanu Reeves gets up to, and I'd just be the fly. You'd get, like, you'd get an hour. Yeah, probably. Before he, and you'd probably do some jujitsu and 
it'll kill me. Yeah, I was about to say specifically, to specifically which wall, like which which room in his house are you gonna um, spar on? I, I, think, I think it's TV room. I don't think I'd go sinister. We're not going back to this like <laughs> toilet in the middle of a hotel room kind of thing. He maybe has a toilet in the middle of his. You called it a TV room. Do you mean your lounge? Yeah, that would be the one. <laughs> um, okay, so and this is really important. What type of fly would you be? Would you be common fruit fly, bot fly, house fly, crane fly, blow fly, or um, a spheroceridae? Yeah, pronounce it. Spheroceridae. <laughs> I reckon you're classic blue bottle. <laughs> Yeah, I think I'd probably go housefly as well. Dom? Uh, I'd probably go fruit fly. Fruit fly. Nice. Yeah, why not? You'd have smaller eyes, so you'd see less, but fair enough. Um, eh. You'd be, right, yeah, be harder to catch. <laughs> you would. Yeah, exactly. That's true. Yeah, that's true. I'm not going to end by a sticky end with a flip-flop. That's true, because the beauty of fruit flies is you well, try and squish them like that, but then the air sort of pushes them out and you never seem to yeah. get them. So, yeah, no, yeah. strong answer. Um, if you were able to choose one language that you're not able to speak, which one would it be and why? What, that I could then speak? No. What? This is like no, I, I one of those question. questions that literally makes no if sense. We're so we're going to move on to the next question. Not able to speak, which one would it be and why? <laughs> not able to speak. Yeah, it's one of those ones you can't well, that's answer. currently 98% of <laughs> yeah. the languages of the world exactly. because at the moment I can speak English and a very little of French, German, and exactly. Spanish and Korean. Exactly. So, so it's one of those Dutch. nonsensical questions. Doesn't even warrant an answer. I... Medieval Latin, because Medieval. no one, no one can speak it anymore. So that's never going to come up. Whereas I could learn German. I'm going to say Klingon, but the whole thing just doesn't make sense anyway. Right. What do you think is a lot sexier and attractive, Ram or Rom? This is easy. Ram. 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 Because random. Yeah. Random excess memory. You want a bit of spice in your you life. You do. Yeah. Also, so what's a sexier really... word? Rom or ram? Ram's a sexier word. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, was gonna well, say, I wasn't going to say that. I wasn't going down that route. <laughs> Pistol. Keep it clean. Keep it clean. This is a family show. Poor wife. This is a family <laughs> show. Since when? <laughs> I don't know. Since when have we been a family Since show? Now. Since now, this is a family show. All right. As of, this, as of about a minute before you said that, Pistol. Um, do you know the name of the lady who sells seashells on the seashore? No. Okay. Do you, Dom? Yes, because I can Google very quick. <laughs> Mary. <laughs> is it really? Yeah, Mary Anning. The tongue twister is based what? on Mary Anning. Okay. <laughs> cool. There you go. Drop the mic. We've got an answer for that. I didn't think we were going to get an answer for that. And then final question. And this is my favorite, I think. If you had to drink one savory meal that is turned into a smoothie, which would it be? You've got to choose one of the following. Chicken tikka masala, roast beef with all the trimmings, or lasagna? Ooh. Chicken tikka masala. <laughs> I was going to say that as well. I do have a good reason, because the, the tikka masala bit is already quite, it's not really blendable. So you're just blending chicken, really. Whereas the roast beef, if it was all the trimmings with the roast beef, so you've got like potatoes and Including stuff, horseradish. that's a bit... Yeah. Yeah, uh, and and uh, lasagna is, yeah, no, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm with Pete. Tikka masala. I'd go tikka masala as well. Look at this. Oh, we are so aligned, so aligned. Right there, you go. Thank you very much for entertaining that. The quick five. I, I, I don't even know where to start with this. Um, 
I'm now going to hand over to our guest, basically, because this is or or, or inter- This is almost like a bit more of an interview type style, because this is something I'm very curious about. So one of the reasons why I compare um, Pistol Pete uh, to uh, Matt Mercer is that you, I believe, from memory, you are a D and D master. Yes. Um, and for those that know me, this would be no surprise. Those that don't know me, I am a massive nerd. I'll happily admit that. Right, I love all things technology. But Dungeons and Dragons is something that I have never ever got into. And I don't know if Jerry has ever known what it is. So I want like I would love to hear one one sounds so strong, so passionate. Wait one second. Are you are you insinuating I don't know what D and D is? No, I'm joking. I was joking. Uh, I was joking. I was at the birth of D&D. I was going to say, so I would just like to know how, what, why, go. <laughs> so a what, for those that don't know me <clears throat> listening, D&D is essentially a tabletop role-playing game that you play with people that you know or strangers. How, like, there's a group of you <clears throat> and a group of you are players, and then one of you is what's referred to as a game master, or for Dungeons & Dragons specifically, a dungeon master. But for other tabletop games like it, uh, you'd be referred to as a game master, or a GM, or a DM. And you basically walk through <clears throat> scenarios, a world, whatever it is, um, an adventure, and you, as players, help create the story by deciding what it is you do. And you have character stats, so if you're making like easiest example, if you've got a barbarian who swings a giant axe and you want to be very strong, you might be very strong, but you might be not so intelligent. So then if you come up against something that requires strength and you would roll for that thing, so you roll a 20-sided dice, you might have plus three because you're very strong. So you're good at that. So you'd roll a 15, you'd then get plus three to it. That's an 18. So you've got a, you've got a higher chance of succeeding than someone who isn't strong. And the, the same works inversely for intelligence in this example. But that is what you go for. You have a character that you play, and then you go through the adventure of the dungeon master, the games master, runs the scenario, and basically plays all the non-player characters, um, and they decide how challenging things can be, how easy things can be, and what other repercussions of actions that you take. Um, Are those scenarios one that the dungeon master makes up, or is there like set scenarios that kind of come with D&D as a game as a game top ga- tabletop game, yes, both. So, um, so <laughs> there is so there are what's called modules, and Wizards of the Coast who make Dungeons and Dragons, as well as other companies make modules for D anD D, and in that we'll have um, like the synopsis of what happens. Generally speaking, the enemies, the stats of all the enemies, the items that you can get, all of that sort of stuff. And then, but obviously, because the players have autonomy, you you will go outside of those. Every now and again, but it generally just says like, here are some guidelines, try and keep mm. to the theme, try and keep to this general thing. If you, if you add on or add extra stuff or cut stuff out, that's fine because that's part of it, right? The other option is to do what's called homebrew, which is, yeah, your dungeon master, your game master would come up with stuff by themselves. So that is something that I do. I've, ne- I've never run a module. I've only ever run uh, homebrew and I've been doing this for about four years, roughly four or five years it just like because because that because that to me i'm like how could you i suppose that's the point of the game is trying to keep everything in your head like what happened three scenarios ago and you know i need to roll a 20 
um, and stuff like that. And, you know, for me, it's kind of come up a bit more in conversation with the success of um, Baldur's Gate as a video game, Baldur's Gate 3 specifically as a video game, where it's kind of a, it's kind of a scenario that you play, but it's all based upon the dice rolling aspect of it. Like I've played role-playing games and really enjoy them, but that dice rolling element that's kind of included adds a sense of, um, I don't know how to call it, that sense of like jeopardy to it, to it and bits and pieces like that. I, I think that it adds a sense of it's odd, but realism, and you can add sort of odd scenarios, etc. But typically, people who play D and D play a sort of medieval, high fantasy, right? Typically, you've got wizards, mm. you've got archers, you've got knights. This is generally speaking what people play. Like, and again, you can change it and tweak it. And there's other similar systems that are more modern, or that involve other systems like space exploration and stuff like that. But I think the, the dice roll adds a bit of realism because, like, if you play a role playing game, like let's say something like Skyrim. Mm. you build your character so that he is very he or she is very good at uh like strength at anything that requires strength your character succeeds because you've built them to be yes. that way because of a dice roll you could be very good at strength you can be a very strong character you could have a plus five which is the highest that you can add to a roll without other stuff going on but it's like a straight thing and you could have a plus five to your roll you could still roll a two and get a seven and fail that thing because mm. even if you're very strong, even if you're very clever, even if you're very anything, everyone has off days. Everyone has off moments. Like everyone has brain farts. Everyone has those things. So the idea that your character can also have those, like maybe their leg cramps up when they're trying to lift a boulder so they don't lift it properly because whatever it is, but it allows you to create that bit of interesting narrative. And that a bit of that is the DM's job to like explain how how you as a very strong person have failed to move that thing that would require stress yes. and part of it is using like okay well how, how do i do that without taking away the fact that they are strong because they are strong that's part of their character you don't that's one of the bigger challenges around i say it's a challenge it's something that you should always be thinking of when you are a dm is that you don't want to be detracting from other or even as a player the point is you're all there to have fun that you're all yeah. there to have a good time and if you're detracting from someone else's good time by having your own then you are that's like the only way i think that you can play it wrong I don't think yeah. I don't think you can play D and D wrong, but if you are impacting other people's enjoyments in a negative way, then I think that's the environment where you might be engaging in in a sort of not so positive way. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 just something I've never really got into. And what what I actually really find your point about that realism, I think, is really good. Like the Skyrim example is really good because. You know, I, you also mentioned it before the podcast. Obviously, I'm a. I also play Pokemon, and you play Pokemon, and uh, you know, you can you can air quotes grind what they call grinding. It's the same with like World of Warcraft, and I used to be into that and, and other RPGs. You can you can just be like, well, I can just spend time like grinding on lower level things. Like yeah. you can't do that, and because I think D and D, the whole point is to have a is that real story narrative rather than that like. Yeah, there are sort of like there's there's different ways to to run stories. Jerry, I have a question. Yeah, grinding. I like grinding. Oh, which uh, which one? Well, <clears throat> this is what I'm trying to figure out. The sort of grinding I like is not in the context of the grinding that you're talking about. So I need to understand skateboarding. <laughs> <laughs> and and there was More me saying this is a family program, family show, and we need to keep so, it clean. So. So, I mean, what do you mean the, the art of grinding 
for an RPG is um, the art of grinding is doing something really easy over and over again to get better at it. So in terms of like, like Pokemon, for example, you may be a level, let's say you've got a level 20 Pokemon now, but the next, and the next gym lead is a level, I don't know, 22. You could with skill in Pokemon, you can very do it. You can do it. Uh, A lower level Pokemon can beat a higher level Pokemon. Right? But it requires knowledge of things like, you know, water beats fire, fire beats grass, and then there's a load of other mechanics. Or alternatively, you could go and fight level five Pokemon as a level 20 over and over and over again and accumulate little little bits of experience um, to then maybe you'll, okay. you get your Pokemon to like level 25, for example. It. So it's about it's it's about doing the grind, grinding through monotonously bits and pieces to level your character. And I think what we were sort of saying, what Pete was sort of saying was like D&D is more of a story driven actually, to, or that's what I'm getting the impression of. So you don't end up grinding. So if Skyrim, for example, I may have grinded to get my strength to be super, super high so that when I've got a strength like combatant, I'm going to win because my strength is like 99 or, or whatever it is. Whereas this... My max is like a plus five on the roll. So even if I've grinded to max level, I've got a maximum of plus five. But then if I roll a, I think you said a two to get a seven and they're a nine, I still lose, right? Even though I'm really strong. So that's kind of what the, the difference is there. At least my understanding is. Thank yeah. you. I just, <clears throat> I was thinking of a different type of grinding. Although I'm very, very weird what you thought your grinding was now. And I'm, uh, whether it's a family show or not. <laughs> what, you want me to be explicit? Pardon the pun no. about what grinding I'm thinking about. <clears throat> if it's your grinding that I'm thinking that you're thinking of, let's not. Uh, okay. Uh, okay, let's start with the birds and the bees conversation. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, oh, sorry, move, moving swiftly on. <laughs> uh, yeah, you were, you were explaining, Pete, about the story element. Sorry, of it. Yeah, that's all right. I was going to say, but like, so, and particularly this is true with modules, typically, from my understanding, not that I've played too many, but... Um, you can do something that is like very narrative driven and to a degree people call it railroading but it's the good version of railroading is you put something on rails a bit and say this is the story i want you guys to follow ergo like i want you guys to go to this town and so you could go well okay well there's another path over there i want to go that way and as a dm you'd find a way that that is impossible so you have to Mm. go to the town that i want you to go to and and keep them on a very strict narrative that works i think really well for short for short ones, like one shots, uh, which are, you do in one session, you wrap it up in a nice bow. It's a one, it's a story that is relatively quick or short form. Um, and I think there's places for it. And then you can expand that up to ones that are more like, okay, there is a plot, there is a singular narrative that I want you to follow. But generally speaking, you've got options around how you get there, but you are always generally following my, my path, but you're sort of in here kind of knocking about a little bit. And then there's ones mm. where you can just, and I've, I've done this with, with my wife and a group of friends of ours, um, where I just go, here's a world. I've made a world for you. You start here. Off you go. And like, they have to find their own narratives. I feel like there are stuff going on. Like they had, at one point, they had like four or five things going on that they could have gone and investigated. They were like, oh, there's an increase in goblin activity over here. There's a war going mm. on down here. We know that the giants are moving up here. Stuff is going on. And they were like, well, we're going to go the opposite direction. Um, we're going to go this <laughs> way. 
we've heard there's a festival going on and we're going to go check that out. And like, it's just little things of going like, cool. Well, yeah, that's fine. You can not engage with any of them if you want to, but there's stuff going on. However, when I run stuff like that, the world continues in my perspective, the world moves on. So later they might go back to that, that increase of goblin activity and it's gotten considerably worse. And now they can't go for an area because the goblins now own it or the giants were moving because they were being attacked and now they get there and all the giants are dead and now there's no more giants and like things like that like the narrative continues whether or not they're engaging with it whereas if you talk you think uh slim back to that railroady kind of option that i've said realistically the narrative moves with the characters so you wouldn't do a lot of that like the the dodgy deal that's going to happen that's going to give you a clue into um the person that's you know resurrecting the dead in this town that's not going to happen until you get to the shop where it happens at the time where it happens and then it'll happen because it drives the narrative whereas in my sort of big world one if they don't get there by sunday the 18th in october they they miss that that happens without them but they've got mm. enough stuff going on elsewhere that that doesn't matter too much because there's other stuff they can or it, but hang on, sorry. To yeah, Dom's I mean, point, a... how do you remember all of this? Sorry, Dom. Yeah. It, how do you how no, do you no, keep yeah. track of all of this? That's what I don't understand. So most people, um, and again, I'm not trying to say that I'm special in this because people have different ways of working. Um, but like, I've got friends that DM and for they make extensive notes. They use OneNotes. They use like notebook applications. They have books where they make notes. They write all that down. Oh, wow. They keep everything logged. Okay. All that sort of stuff. I tend to make it up as I go along. And so I have a one night do document, but I write in it as I go. So after a session, mm. I'll then fill in my notes and go, oh, I said this, I said that, that's my character's name, that's where they're from. But generally speaking, I, so I have a media production degree where in my final year, I specialized in script writing. And so creative writing is sort of a thing that I've always been quite into and like doing. Um, and the way that I've always gone about it is I create the world or at least the sort of the general laws and stuff that go on first and then my characters and I try to create my characters in a way that I know them like I know my mother or my wife or my best friends like mm. so then when I start writing scenarios I go well of course Jim would do this because Jim grew up here and that would make sense to him and it makes it easy for me to and so like I never necessarily have a massive idea of where the story is going I have a general framework, but then I just kind of plop my characters into it and go, okay, well, this happens to them. So then they do this. Oh, well, that means this will happen. Oh, then this. Oh, and that. Oh, and this. And then they come back to the end bit. And maybe they're like off 100 metres that way from where I thought my story was going to go. But it's become more interesting from my perspective because mm. I have a lot of the characters naturally, in my view, naturally decide their way there. So I kind of write in a bit of a D&D &D way Anyway, I always have, like ever since uni. Mm. So, and that's basically what DD is, is people create their characters and they know them and they therefore make the decision. So I might present them with a situation, but I think, okay, the obvious choice I think is X and they go for Z. And I was just like, we're going to go do this instead. And they're like, okay then, sure. Like, fine. And then you go, okay, cool. You do that. And this happens. And I know that's an impossible thing because they're trying to do something impossible or they're doing something fun. And you're like, and, and generally speaking, I run with what a lot of people in the community run with, which is the rule of cool. If it sounds cool, but it doesn't necessarily work with the rules, you fudge for rules and you make it work. 
because mm-hmm. if it sounds cool, it's probably cool, and it'd be really cool if it happened. Like, I've used the word cool there, but you get my point. Like, if if people are going to have fun with it, which is the point, and do something interesting and, and fun, then you should let them. And there is equally a, uh, a sort of mechanic in it called inspiration, which is if someone does something from a DM's perspective that is really interesting and have a really clever solution to something, you can give them an inspiration dice and say, hey, here's a, a basically a backup dice that you can use on any role that you want once you burn it, once you've used it. Mm. But if they roll for something, like in that scenario said, like they want to move a boulder and they roll a seven, like a two plus five, they get a seven. They could use their inspiration dice to re-roll that dice. And then they might get rolled a 12, which they make a 17 and then they've succeeded. So you've rewarded creativity and sort of out the box thinking to a degree. So can I, so thank you, Pistol and Dom. Sorry that I interrupted. I feel really bad, but I no, did, no, no, it was didn't. at one point I, that I, I was just thinking, wait one second, how on earth? Because you were starting to get really specific. You were saying, oh, if you don't do something, for example, by such and such date, and I was like fascinated by thinking, well, how do you track that? How do you monitor that? How do you remember all of this? You're going to have to, because obviously as more happens, there's more detail, more that builds up, more scenarios. Trying to keep track of all of that would be quite interesting, quite challenging as a as a DM. Okay. Yeah, and also generally, like mine, like everyone's brains, and I think this is true for everyone. Your memory works for different things. Like the stuff that sticks out, and I remember easily is stuff that Jerry, you might not, but you might remember stuff that I don't. And narrative and like story plots and stuff like that has always been something i've been like i can remember film plots tv show plots video game plots books and almost regurgitate them perfectly and i've always had that ability to so for me the stuff that everyone happens i can go yeah that was that and I, I i make notes but they're relatively bullet point they're just little reminders little nudges to go oh yeah that's this and then i and I go off the back of it. That's not the same for every DM. Some DMs have like extensive notes, and like incredibly detailed yeah, stuff. Yeah, I've seen like boards. Yeah, and that works for me. Like one of my friends that does it, he is a writer and he does that. He does incredibly extensive notes and they're amazing. And there's strengths to both of it, right? That means he's prepared for loads of stuff. But because I'm not prepared, I know that I'm never prepared. So my players can do anything <laughs> and I'm as unprepared or prepared as I would be for any scenario. So I can generally then work with something and kind of flex around stuff and be quite in a positive way reactive. But yeah, but that's the, the question I would ask about memory is, do you remember your credit card number? Uh, Yes. Right. Do you remember your mobile number? Yes. Okay, so you still have a number memory. So I've got a ridiculous number memory, otherwise I don't have a creative memory at all. I remember a bunch of numbers and things like that. I remember all the car registration plates that I've ever of cars that I've ever owned, and I'm up to seven. So <laughs> yeah, it's things like that. Yeah, mine's yeah. good only because but, mine haven't yeah. changed. Like I, I, I yeah. struggle with my license plate, and my license plate is it's not personalised, but I got to choose it, and I chose one that would stick out to me. So, and I still forget that. So. But yeah, the narrative yeah. and like also, I remember, for example, my memory is really good with like with clothing or like or like appearances. Like I'm good with seeing stuff, so like I can. So my sister will say like, "Oh, do you remember this party that we went to when we were 19?" I'm like, "Oh, the one where you wore that green dress with that on it," and she'll be like, "Yes," and I'm like, "Cool, I remember now." But and that kickstarts the rest of my memory. I need that to link onto, and then which is like I've said with bullet points. So I need something to link onto and go. 
yes, that can then kickstart this memory of this whole thing. I know what your license plate is anyway. It's P15 TOL. <laughs> I wish it was. To be fair, P155 TOL would be a, a legitimate license plate. Oh, but it go. does. Although, actually, it might not be. The, D, the DVLA might not let you have P155. Pistol. Pistol. I find it. No, I just find it really. The, the reason why I asked and found it really interesting, you know, for two reasons. One, um, I'm a huge video gamer, and at some point, I'm going to pick up Baldur's Gate three. But I've never done D and D. I was always curious about how it works and things like that, and bits and pieces. And that's probably the perfect intro, as well as the recent movie Dungeons and Dragons coming out, which probably has no relevance. It's just an entertaining action flick. It's out, yeah. But it apparently does have the elements of the dice roll within the film. I've not seen it yet, so don't really know and it's but it's it's one of those things you know as a as a young when i was younger when i was you know perhaps in my teenagers or my early 20s i was like i kind of want to get into this but i don't want to because it sounds really nerdy and i'm probably gonna be laughed at that was when i was really self-conscious and as i've gotten older i'm i'm still very self-conscious but i'm less self-conscious of the hobbies that i do and more self-conscious about like who I am as a person. So I make sure that I'm, I'm self-conscious about making sure that I'm kind and make sure that I'm honest and stuff like that. But I'm less self-conscious of like, like if I want to go and play D&D, then I will. If I want to go into yeah. Taekwondo, I will. If I want to go play video games for eight hours, I will. I, I'm less yeah. bothered about that bit. So it sparked my curiosity, or it has recently. And when, you know, this is this was actually the, the original conversation was like, I want Pete on our podcast is to sort of say, this is cool. Like I would, like I, I've got like, this is where my creative brain is at the moment because we always say you need to have something creative to do and the podcast for me is is it it's like i would absolutely love to be like taken through like an example scenario for me and jerry just to kind of experience um like on the podcast but also uh, um you know and and just to kind of be like what is it like I mean, we probably haven't got time for today but just to just to experience it a little bit and i watch um i watch an awful lot of youtube probably too much um, so I watch Critical Role, which is what Matt Mercer does, because Matt Mercer is a D&D, um, he's a dungeon master as well. Um, and some of the stuff that comes up, I'm like, how does he keep it in his head? And, but he's also a really good, because he's an actor, he can, like, he adds real um, kind of gravitas and and portrays it in such a great, great way. And, you know, he tends to play these cowboy characters, so um, especially, and yeah, it just it just is so good there's oh, the, big big characters villains. there's another so uh it's dimension 20 but it's run by a guy called brennan lee mulligan yes. and he's very good as well yeah, for brennan very lee similar reason. One, yes um but it's it's interesting because i agree with you of growing up i always felt of it as sort of like the last bastion of nerddom that i didn't want to cross into because i'm a nerd but at least i don't do dnd it was always sort of like a thought process in the head of like, oh yeah, I'm, I know I'm nerdy, but at least I don't do that. Um, and then LARPing came up and now LARPing is the thing. But, um, but for D&D, yeah. like, I, and I think it's interesting, well, it could be interesting, it could not be, but like my, my journey as to getting into D&D was uh, one of my friends previously always was interested in it, but she wanted to be a player and not a DM. And it very much came up yes. in our group of friends that like, and this is a struggle for a lot of people getting into D&D is who's going to run it. And everyone kind of just said, look, with Pete's background in writing, it should be Pete. And I always felt, okay, well, I don't want to run something I've never played before. So then I kind of hit a wall of like, okay, well, I know we all want to play, but no one wants to DM it. And I'm happy to, but I do want to have played it first. So then 
a year or so went by, whatever, we haven't done it. You know, she's bought the, the starting kit, the books, but she hasn't wanted to run anything. And then I was at work and there's a group of us that were sat down and we're, we're chatting. Um, and it came up that we all have a similar thought of like, it's something we've wanted to get into, but we don't know anyone that does. So we wanted to. And then again, we hit exactly the same wall. We're like, okay, well, we've got a couple of us. Uh, so there's probably three of us out of six that would be happy to run it. But we want to play it first. And we want to get an understanding. So again, a, a month or so go by and we're sort of like, oh, I really wish we could try this, but like, how? And we were going for drinks in in town with some of our French colleagues uh, come over. We're taking them out. And um, a few of the guys sort of just left home early and went through a particular area of town um, where there is a board game cafe. And they went in there just to mm. have a couple of drinks because they've got a fully licensed bar, have a couple of drinks, play a bit of Catan before meeting everyone at the right time in town. And whilst they were there, they got talking to people behind the bar and they were like, oh, well, we've got um, dungeon masters that you can hire. Now, we've got a list of phone numbers that you can basically book one of them here and we've got a back room that's got loads of minis and loads of all this sort of stuff and you can hire a dungeon master and then you come by on the evening that you book them on and they will run you through a, a one-shot a scenario or you can then hire them for a long-standing campaign and you'd have to like obviously pay them every time so when we got to the bar later they were like guys i think we've solved how to get into it like <laughs> i think we've done it. so we're wicked so we hired this dungeon master called panda who was wicked, they were awesome. Um, they had like a proper like model, like like three-story house and that we like played for and we had minis and all this sort of stuff. And we got to create our characters beforehand, but they were very happy to make them with us. But we had done our research previously mm -hmm. and we're like, don't you worry, we've looked into this. We know how to do this. Um, once again, we work in IT, we can Google very fast. We know what we're doing. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. so we came to it and we came with our ideas and everything like that and we played and we played the scenario that they ran for us and it was amazing and then we rotated between the three of us that were happy to uh to dm but we left me for last because we thought if anyone's got the chance of doing a long campaign it's pete so we'll leave him for last and we can go straight into it from his one shot and make it natural um but then if one of the other two want to then that's equally fine and that's what happened we did one shots with all the same characters we just had reasons why like our character would like leave and therefore so like whilst mm -hmm. i dm'd my character wasn't around because of a reason. I mean, in the campaign, he ended up getting kidnapped and they had to go and rescue him. And that was the reason he was missing and not part of the party because he'd been kidnapped. And so we ran it like that. And that went really well. And then once I'd done that for a little bit of time, I then reached back out to my other group of friends and said, hey, I've now been doing this and I've been running it for a little bit with some friends of mine. Is this something we want to do? And so I did a Christmas one shot for my big group of friends. And then out of all of them, two of them went, you know what, this isn't for us. We're going to step out, but the other, the rest of them, so there was seven in total, so it's four couples, um, mm. and so seven people in total, uh, sorry, eight people in total, but minus me, that's what the number was like, so two of them, but so that's yes. when we had five people. You got seven yeah, players. Five players then stuck with it, so then that was another table, and then I ended up with another table of another mate of mine from school, and he had some friends, and his fiance wanted to maybe try it. So I got them into it and then I started running them and then back to my table that I now, I probably play in the most because we've got a few of us that like running it. So yeah. we do little bits. And then now I've got, in the last year, I've got another group that a couple, a, a friend of mine, a married couple, they really like it and they play with another group 
and they were talking to a couple of other friends that have recently like you know gone through breaks up breakups or gone through movements to other places and therefore had a bit of like time on their hands or missed friends or whatever it was and a few of them expressed interest and were like oh what's this thing that like it's a reason why you can all get together and chat online and like all this with a bit mm. of structure to it and so then they reached out to me and were like hey we've kind of spoken to a bunch of people about it would you be the dungeon master for it because you're also our friend and i was like yep fine so i've now got that table as well which is probably our most it's my most organized table because all of my friends that are in that are my really organized friends so they're the proper yeah, like okay, fair enough. as soon as we end they're like so next one here's a here's like a poll on whatsapp that you can all tick on so we can arrange a date yeah. so so i've got like i would say at the moment three tables that are on the cards one is quite reliable one is relatively and then one we haven't played for like a year or two but everyone keeps talking about wanting to get it started back up again for reasons but yeah i mean so, but that's how i sort of got into it. it was just it was a lot of like oh, i want to but i don't know how yes, and that's a hundred percent that's exactly how i am and to be totally honest and i think that i think that's definitely coming with a like the cascade of change that i've spoken about i don't know if i spoke about it on the podcast i think i might have spoken about did. it before when we were talking I about think, actually, the did podcast you? i don't know I don't know. It all blurred into one, blur, if I'm totally yeah. honest. You and I have definitely had that <laughs> but conversation, okay. but I don't know if it was yeah. on the podcast. I mean, yeah. the, the, the cascade of change, me and you had a <clears throat> conversation on Monday, you know, retiring from Taekwondo. I've done a lot of things and, and a lot of things have just changed with, with, with friendships and uh, work and, and other bits and pieces, which obviously we're not going to go into. That it's um, like, I'm just like, oh, let me just see if I can find an opportunity. Now, there is a bit of me. I did get cold feet on Thursday. I woke up at 3 a.m. and never went back to sleep. I found out about some of the other changes on on, on Wednesday that have happened because I, I, I'm a line manager. So, like, I found out 24 hours early. Yay. Um, but so I didn't, you know, I had got cold feet with the amount of change that I was doing. But now I'm a bit, I've kind of embraced that. I've been like, oh, maybe I'll just make more change to make it feel better because that's the only thing that's consistent. So, yeah. Um, like it, it's this is it's really fascinating to me and I, unfortunately i could talk about this for probably another six hours right? i'm conscious that we have been going for like two and a half hours and we we were talking for an almost an hour beforehand so um like i think well i definitely want you back i think it would be really cool to like run a, a like a small scenario or maybe well, we get idea. a few yeah. we get the few we get a few guests together that we've had on the podcast that might be interested because steve would be at this oh Chat yeah steve he does would be up to it, he does it. and hooper's as much of a nerd as yeah. we are so maybe it'd be quite good to sort of do like a, a mini session around cool. that on, on, a, on a few guests the distinct and jovial dungeon uh dungeons and dragons episode that'd be sort of nice. cool um the last bit that should be fairly quick um well last two bits because well because we've got to we've got to do a celebrity call out oh, yes. corner which i don't think jerry had remembered no <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, okay yeah so, sorry i've i've got uh, uh we, we can go to this but movie review so we set ourselves that we were going to watch a movie so jerry you rewatched hot fuzz <laughs> with my my ambition to make it your favorite one above the world's end um and i watched Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Yes. Um, and I, confession, I only watched it last night, but I have watched yeah, at least you watched it. I'll let you go first. Okay, so Hot Fuzz. Love that film. Probably seen it about 10 times anyway. So watching it for like the 11th time, always a pleasure, never a chore. Um, mm. Is it now my favourite of that trilogy? It's a very, very close second. But I'm talking mm. about 
by Nat's leg. It's <laughs> it's really close, but it's still a close second. World's End is still my favourite, and I think that's because mm. I don't think anything's going to be able to trump that because of the storyline and actually the intro. The intro is something that's very personal to me. It really resonates mm. with me that that opening scene in the World's End. Um, but yeah, what a brilliant film. Um, I do actually much prefer it to, to Shaun of the Dead. I mean, Shaun of the Dead is great. Don't get me wrong, but, but Hot yeah. Fuzz is, is brilliant. We're, 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 we're comparing like S-tier uh, movies Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 these right, are God-tier so... movies. Um, yeah. So, favourite quote, um, and, and why... <laughs> <laughs> it's the one where um, uh, he's having the conversation with the two detectives. Um, and uh, <laughs> right, yes. and he, he says... I bet you're wondering why we call them the Andes, because they're both named Andes. <laughs> told you this was a good one. <laughs> no, I like the one where he says, um, do you know there are more guns in the country than there are in the city? <laughs> and said, the other detective said, yeah, everyone and their mum's packing around here. Mum's is packing around here. Like who? Like who? Farmers. Who else? Farmers' mums. Farmers' mums. And then the thing I love about Hot Fuzz <laughs> is always the playback. Like later on, where she pulls out the the... You know, he takes down the farmer at the beginning, yeah. right at the beginning when he drives Danny's polo into the village, and then his the 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 lady comes up, his mum comes up, yeah, and goes mother, and she comes up with the shotgun, <laughs> and he's running, and then double double uh, front double flying sidekick straight across the bridge of the brilliant. nose. Yes, brilliant. Uh, that that's what I love about Hot Fuzz. I love the callbacks to all the things that are said. It's genius. Um, yeah, it's a genius genius yeah. film. I love it. Absolutely genius film. Yeah, oh, I can't do it. Um, planes, trains, and automobiles uh, is an interesting one. Um, as I, d- I took quite a bit of notes while I was watching it, and um, I'm going to confess something. There is quite a bit of cringe comedy, I think, in this, yeah. and I don't do cringe comedy. So there were a few moments where I was a little bit uncomfortable, like the kissing scene from uh, when he's on the bus. Like, if you take a picture, it will last longer and, and things like that. And there's a few quotable bits. And I have to admit, I did struggle between, like, um, the interaction between um, Neil and Dell because, like, there were times I was like, if genuine, if I met someone like Dell, I would have done what Neil's done. I would have flipped out because they're, I was just like, really, this is not a thing. Like people aren't genuinely like that. And I, and I saw, you know, I saw a lot of the bits and pieces. Um, what I did like about it is that they didn't drag on when something happened. Mm. So when they're when the cash gets taken out of his wallet it, overnight in the mo- in the first motel, right? I thought, oh, that's going to be like a plot line, like an hour in, and it wasn't. They dealt with that like. 20 minutes in they just kept adding different plot lines about different disasters and i was a bit like how many disasters can occur to one man i was this is ridiculous um the um what's the, the funny bit the thing that i did notice which is because i you know i was like looking at bits the continuity errors are insane by the way absolutely insane so um, the hubcaps on the car fall oh, off twice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Um, when he's running at the beginning, when uh, when he's uh, when he's in the race with Kevin Bacon, who that's the first film I think I've seen with Kevin Bacon in where it's not an EE advert. And he's about <laughs> twenty seen Kevin... in there, isn't he? He's, he's so very young. young in that. Yeah. Um, 
his briefcase switches hands <laughs> and he's running. I've no, I was like, why is like, cause you see him from the front and it's in his right hand and he's running. And then you see it from the back and it's in his left hand. But the briefcase is like, because it switches from front to back, his briefcase is on the same side, according to the camera. That's what they've gone with rather than what hand was it in, which once you notice it, you can't like unnotice it. Um, and different, like, and I don't know how his shirt and tie stayed that clean yeah, throughout the know. whole of the yeah. film. It's great. The the thing I did like about did not see the plot twist at the end. Yeah, it's beautiful. Um, did isn't not it? see a like um did, just didn't see it like a complete. Yeah. I was like, how is this going to end? Like, what is the ending? I'm I'm confused. And then so spoiler alert from here. So um, I'll uh, the, the, I don't know what the timestamp is because obviously we've recorded, but it's going to be around two thirty two because I think we were five minutes before. But um, so yeah, uh, I'll, I'll put a timestamp maybe on this as spoilers. But at the end, you find out that Dell has no home to go to, and that his wife, the picture mm. that he's been carrying around, has been dead for eight years. And I, I didn't see it. I, d- I did not see it at all. And you know, Neil invites him over for Thanksgiving to his house. Just did not yeah. see it at all. Completely, completely thing. Um. And uh, the, the last thing I'm going to say is um, curtain ring salesman. <laughs> shower curtain ring. Uh, shower curtain ring salesman. And the the scene in the airport where he's selling them as jewellery. Just I was just like... helium. Makes them lighter. Yeah, they're filled with it. Makes them lighter. So <laughs> I just... So yeah, I, I... You know, if I'm going to give an honest, refreshing review... I can see why it's a good film. I can see why people enjoy it. So it's probably sort of a, a like a six or a seven out of 10 um, for sure. them. Um, but for me, it's like a five because it's just not, it's not yeah. my type of humor. And I don't, I, I'm not very good with cringe comedy, really not good with cringiness. Um, lots of secondhand embarrassment. I'm seeing that. I'm just like, oh, you can see it coming. It's like, oh no, just no. So yeah, good, good film. Not one I would Fair watch. Okay. By the way, I have thought of a celebrity to call out. Oh, that's good. I'm going to do Sorry. a very quick linguistic thing for you, Pete. So planes, trains, and automobiles is planes, comma, trains, and automobiles. It doesn't have the Oxford comma in it. Thoughts? <laughs> that's a great question. <laughs> I am going to remain quiet on that one. Most, okay. Mostly because I have a view, but I, like if I'm wrong on it, my wife will kill me. So, oh no, my <laughs> wife will not let me live it down. So, um, yeah, no, I'm not. I have you on that. But then, it, like, so I am. No, no, go on. I'm an Oxford comma person. Yeah. I think it should always be used. So it should be planes, comma, trains, comma, and automobiles. I wouldn't use a comma. Yes. It should yeah. be. I would. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, now I get I, it. It's an American film, and Oxford comma is an English thing. But yes, I I would. Yeah, I'm gonna now out myself with. I agree with Dom that it should be used. J- Jerry's like pistol. I hate to say it again for the third time, but uh, <laughs> you know you're making me do this. Um, you're wrong. <laughs> okay, <laughs> wrong. From a from, like I, I've seen examples of sentences of why you need. You need to use the Oxford comma. And I agree. They normally come with rude, things. and I, I do interchange them. So there are times if there's more in that sentence, I'd probably use an Oxford comma. If there's more stuff that I need mm. to say in the context of that sentence, 
But when it's just planes, trains, and automobiles, I, I'll, I'll leave the comma out because I, it just ends. I, there. I can, yeah, I, I can yeah. see why it's done. Yes. I personally, like, if I was writing it, I would have used an Oxford comma. Mm. But I threw that out there. So um, I've put on. I don't know if you've come up with one with Pete, but is there a film that you think me and Jerry might not have seen? It's quite likely I haven't seen it. That you think is a must-watch that we have to see. So, my favourite film, and for some reason some people find this surprising, but fine, and I've got a feeling that I'm probably going to hit this on Dom, as in Dom might not have seen this, but Jerry probably has, is The Princess Bride. Oh, I've seen it. Oh, I haven't I have seen, seen it. It's one I have seen. Oh, oh I've got it somewhere around. The Princess Bride. I've seen that. Oh. Yeah, exciting. <laughs> my name is Indigo Montoya, and you killed my father. <laughs> yeah, so if you know that quote, if you friend. know that quote, that quote is from this. But watch it. It's got un- um, it's got uh, Under the Giant in it. It's got a bunch of famous actors. It's very good. It's sort of a bit of a like a a tongue in cheek kind of adventure Zorro esque kind of thing. And it kind of it's not so tongue in cheek, but it's an absolute like it's not an utter piss take. But it knows what it's making fun of subtly, and it does it very well. It's great film. It's my yeah. favorite film. I love it. Okay, it, it, it it's a it's a satire about fairy tales. Yeah. Okay, I've I've made a note of it. I will watch that. Oops, put the bridge bride. Put, put, put G in. <laughs> right, celebrity call out corner. Celebrity call out corner. So, um, <laughs> this is kind of linked. This is kind of linked to the same person, a dear friend of mine who um (laughs) i called out the previous celebrity because of the conversation that we had and i'm going to call out this celebrity (laughs) if this person um decides to to join us on the podcast uh said friend will um they will absolutely shit themselves (laughs) so um the celebrity that I'm calling out is, drum roll, <laughs> it's Avril Lavigne. Oh. Yeah. Well, I mean, the second podcast we ever did, we discussed whether she was alive. <laughs> we did. <laughs> we did. Yes. She She was, uh, yeah, you're very, you're very. He was a skater right boy. Yes. Said to you later, boy. Yeah. I mean, fair enough. We can't beat that. I think that is the end of the topics that we have. Thank you so much, Pete, for joining us. This has been wonderful. Like even like all of it, the whole the whole journey. Um, I will start off by going, Jerry. What are your final thoughts? I like grinding. <laughs> <laughs> and I've thoroughly enjoyed this podcast episode. <laughs> so, Pistol, thank you very much for joining us and and no uh, final thoughts i think um i think don't be uh, don't be closed off to to new experiences right so mm-hmm. i i like the fact dom that you wanted to, to do a bit of a deep dive into D, and it'll be good to try it out mm. i i last played it when um well i was out lived out in the states so i was a, i was eight nine years old um no sorry what am i talking about talking rubbish i was 11 11 12 years old so um 
uh, yeah, if we're going to do a podcast episode where we're actually playing D and D, that'd be amazing. It's going to bring back lots of memories. So looking forward to that. Mm. It wasn't really a final thought, yeah. but if you had to just pick one, it'd just be I like grinding. <laughs> final thoughts. There are final thoughts. Yeah. Um, Pete, what are your final thoughts? Oh, I had one a second ago, and it's completely gone. Um, uh, it's fine. It's, I'm going to say it's fine to be wrong. <laughs> yeah, that is the best final thought I've ever we've ever had on our. And there's no judgment here. There's no judgment whatsoever. <laughs> Apart from when you're wrong. I just want to make it clear that you are wrong. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what a podcast! So, Pete, thank you again. Thank you so thank much you for joining much, us. This me. has been. Sorry, I've already second. listed down. We want you back. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Hang about. Hold up. Hold whoa. up a minute, Dom. I compare. I don't need to give final what? thoughts these really? days. Really, <laughs> really. You're not <laughs> no, going to give final thoughts. I, I will give Go some final thoughts. I think um, I am. I, do you know? What? I'm so blown away because I was excited for this podcast because I because I because we've spoken before, Pete, about some of these things, and they're all things that I was curious about and we had a really good conversation before the podcast absolutely started and my final thoughts are sometimes you you aren't let down by your high expectations so I had high expectations and I've still really enjoyed it so sometimes you can give yourself those high expectations and they can still be met so that's why I want to say thank you very much for coming on the podcast because I've had such good fun um, it's been really, really good, and my Saturday is much better for it. Saturday is Saturday. <laughs> Tell me it's Saturday. Yes. Well, thank you very much. That's the thing. Same, same <laughs> for me. Thank you very much for having me. I've had a good time. It's been very fun. Cool. Um, thank you, watchers and listeners. Um, I'm sure Jerry will. Maybe I'll put a photo on the Instagram of Jerry with his small, small hands. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, thank you very much for watching. Thank you very much for listening, uh, and we'll see you on the next one. Take care, everyone. Take care. Bye.